This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Happy Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates. You can find them online, theadvocates.com. Icy, icy drive to work this morning. Did you slip and fall? Did you have an accident? Did you get hurt at work? Yeah, that's right. The Advocates handle workman's comp as well. No matter where you are, check them out online, theadvocates.com, where you never pay a consultation fee. You never pay a big retainer. In fact, you don't pay the Advocates until they win your case. Chat with an attorney live online right now at theadvocates.com. We have a lot of Utah Jazz news. Utah. Yeah, the Utah Jazz involved in some hot new rumors. What's going on with the Salt Lake Bees and the CW enraged Jake? Are you over that? Are you feeling okay? I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. You seemed really upset about that this morning. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying. I mean, your childhood TV network that had all the Cubs games and... You know, had Sammy Sosa's cork bat, had, you know, you know, Steve Bartman stealing baseballs and ruining World Series dreams. Yeah, you know, that TV network that I grew up on, yeah, it's a Saudi Stooge network now. We'll tell Me. you all about that. Don't forget, uh, also football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the program. Uh, you're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers today and wait until you hear what he said. You won't be shocked at all. It's not stunning. It's not shocking. He still said it. But it's not shocking. Uh, all right, let's get to work on the program this morning. We've been talking a lot about uh, the Utah Jazz making big trades. And one of the names we've talked a lot about in those trade rumors, um, you know, guys like Mike Conley and his connections to the Clippers. And we've told you all about how the, you know, the Jazz are leading the way uh, and being the most aggressive suitors for John Collins. We've told you about that for weeks. And in fact, now... It's been over a month since we told you that, and the national media is finally picking up on it uh, yesterday, and it's quite remarkable that finally, I think, the Utah Jazz are getting close to making a deal, and I say that's quite remarkable because these are deals that probably should have been done over the summer, and if the Clippers had their way, I have to believe that they would have traded for Mike Conley in July when they had the opportunity to do that and chose John Wall instead. I think now that experiment hasn't worked out for L.A., but will the L.A. Clippers make a move for Mike Conley? The other thing that I think is so fascinating about the Utah Jazz is just how many relationships Danny Ainge has built up across the NBA. And one of the things that I hear a lot about is the intimidation factor of Danny after the Timberwolves and the Cavs deal that a lot of NBA general managers, Jake, are reticent to do deals with Danny because they're worried about getting beat badly in those deals <laughs> like the Timberwolves. Do you think that's a realistic concern for GMs? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a realistic concern for GMs. I, I mean, I think when you look at life, like anytime you're, you know, you're going to have a conversation with someone where you need something or you want something and they've proven to, you know, get more value than maybe you want to give up, like I, I, I think that that, 
I, I'm not going to sit here and say GMs are intimidated, but I do think that GMs are are like, okay, we need to be careful here. Like Danny is a really savvy operator. Danny knows what he's doing. He has a proven track record, and we need to be careful not to get fleeced here, you know? And and so to me, yeah, I, I think that is real. I, I think if I was a GM and I, you know, was open for business on John Collins and, and I knew that Danny coveted John Collins— I would still talk to Danny, but I think you have to be careful, man. Like you can't give up the entire farm in a deal to Danny after he paints a picture. But that's kind of what I've been speaking on this week in the last week. Like Danny is elite at painting the picture about, hey, this is what Mike Conley will do for your team. It's not just about the money here, guys. Like it's about, hey, this is what Mike can do for your team. Hey, by the way, you have this young point guard that really could use some mentorship and Mike can do that. Like, Danny is really good at painting that picture, and I really think that that's what allows him to to get these guys and really, like, like get deals done that are, like, you know, maybe more value than, than other people in the league thought he would get. So, to me, yeah, I think the Danny, the Danny, I don't even know what word you want to use because I don't think it needs to be a negative thing. But like the, the the Danny factor, yeah, like the the <laughs> maybe like the awareness of Danny Age's ability, or like the his like prowess, he, yeah, his prowess, exactly. his track record for yeah, dominating like, fools. Like people know that Danny's good at what he does. Danny so. Ainge convinced the Minnesota Timberwolves to pay Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns a combined hundred million dollars a season. <laughs> <laughs> the two towers. And there was no illegal illicit drugs involved, from what I understand. Like, that's crazy. Dude. I mean, he, he there's no doubt now that he won that trade. Tony Jones had a really good piece in The Athletic this week about how the Timberwolves didn't want to trade Walker Kessler, and Danny essentially massaged them into trading <laughs> Walker Kessler. Yeah. Uh, like I thought that's a that was a fascinating look at how good Danny Ainge is at his job. And I was talking to an NBA guy yesterday who said Danny Ainge is absolutely an intimidator. He's a guy that, you know, it's hard to it's hard to feel good about the deal you're making with Danny Ainge. And I actually think that's a very good thing. That's how it should be. You don't want easy deals done. You know, like you want, when you make a deal, you want a guy that that is going to make your deal on your behalf that's going to win. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Danny Ainge is. I think the Mike Conley... Um, Clipper deal is, is really important because I think that Mike is a guy and it's not a money thing at this point. You've paid the bulk of Mike's money. He's on a non guaranteed deal next year. So you have that flexibility, but I think when you recognize how close the Clippers are, and I don't know how many people are watching Kawhi Leonard right now, and you're going to see him up close and personal tonight, or maybe they don't play him on the back, back to back. I don't know, but you, you look at the the way that Kawhi Leonard's performing right now, it's nothing short of sensational. He is back to dunking on people. He's shooting the three really well. Kawhi Leonard's playing really good basketball, and they just can't count on John Wall. And I think if if you put Mike Conley into that lineup, it makes everybody from Paul George and Kawhi to Vita Zubats better players. And it's just a matter of what does Danny end up prying away from the Clippers in that deal, and if it's a two-teamer or if it's a three-teamer. Because I also think, as we've talked about extensively on the show, most of these deals and the deals of consequence, I think, really have to be three-team deals to maximize the return um, and to make all parties feel like they got something of value. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult right now for the Jazz to do deals like that on their own because I think you're limited in the assets that you have. 
And you're certainly not going to give up any assets in trade for this coming draft. That would be foolish based on where the Jazz are and where they're going. But I don't, I don't believe, based on what I've heard, I don't believe that the future draft capital for the Jazz is off the table in trades. I don't. I think they have amassed so much future uh, draft capital that they can easily move those picks in deals. So it feels like the Jazz are sitting in a really good spot. And this John Collins deal, Jake, in particular, is one that I find particularly interesting because now uh, we're starting to see that the national media is is finally they're catching up to the Monty show. Right. right. And I know that we move yes, yes, yes. you know much more quickly than most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but you know, if somebody if somebody could get to Shams and let him know that the Monty show here hey, the, the hacks on YouTube. Yeah. Let them know that we've been reporting this since July and really in recent times since December. And then really we got specific with that trade. And the report you're seeing on the screen is from uh, The Athletic with Shams uh, reporting it. Now, you know, listen, I'm not one that keeps receipts. Um, Well, actually, I am. Uh, If you look, here's the exact trade that we told you about. Um, You know, I mean, this exact deal is being talked about nationally now. And we had that deal a month ago. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I always, you know, like to pat myself on the back. It's why I have a bum shoulder. Right, right. The angle's tough. But really, my point is. (laughs) The angle's tough. The angle's tough, man. But the point is, we've been telling you for well over a month now that yeah. the Jazz have been aggressively pursuing John Collins. And and I think it is, whether it's Dario Saric or somebody else, I still maintain the Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns with the Utah Jazz. That's the best deal on the open market for John Collins. Well, don't make any mistake about it. I mean, these, these are not new conversations. No, I, I mean, they are not. You know, like I think a lot of times, and this also... And this is my opinion. Like, I think that Danny is able to operate even more so than he was in Boston because he's in Utah. So he can kind of fly under the radar and maybe have some conversations that don't catch up to Shams or Woj or any of these other guys until a month later. Like, you know, so so to me, I, I just think that you put a guy like Danny Ainge in a position to drive the car and you also tell him, hey, we're going to give you the perfect environment to operate in where the national media is probably going to be at least three to four weeks behind everything you do. Yes. That puts him in a prime position to operate and have conversations. And I think that that Danny also understands how to use the media to to also get what he wants. So to me, I just look, I just think Danny has everything he needs to to do the absolute best deals. And so what does that mean for you as a Utah Jazz fan? Well, that means that you should be optimistic and excited about what this team is going to be in two seasons yeah. because – I think we've been saying for a minute now that we would expect, right? Not hope, but expect this team to be a four to seven seed next year in the playoffs. We would expect them to be right in the middle of that thing next season. So to me, this trade deadline is super important. And I just believe in the NBA when you hear, you know, the same names and the same teams going at it for six, eight weeks trying to put a deal together, a deal is going to get done because the Hawks at the end of the day need to do this deal desperately. They they have to get this done if they have any chance of pushing through the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and I also think it's one of those things where when you look at, at what the Jazz have to offer, nobody's going to be able to 
provide, you know, again, Atlanta in this particular case, nobody's going to be able to provide Atlanta the value that the Jazz can, whether that is picks and talent. I mean, if you are the Atlanta Hawks and you know you're finally getting Clint Capella back and if you wind up trading John Collins and you add a Malik Beasley and a Jared Vanderbilt to that lineup, now you have a lot more utility. Now you have a guy in Malik Beasley who's shown that he can play in the mid-range, but he's also a guy that's a, a, a potent three-point shooter. Between, yeah, 35 and 40% on the regular uh, Malik Beasley. That's in the upper tier of the NBA. There's a lot of value in that um, for, the, for the Atlanta Hawks. And so my feeling is, is that, Jake, that that's a deal that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't, if you're Danny Ainge, why you wouldn't do that. I think the bigger question has been who's going to be that third team because mm -hmm. I think Phoenix is Phoenix is is desperate is a strong word. Phoenix is in a really difficult position and again, I think they're the most aggressive teams on the phone, the team on it. the phone in the NBA. I think they recognize that even when they're healthy across the board, they don't have enough to compete with Denver right now because Denver's playing at an exceptionally high level. Now, no, I guess not. You know, Jamal Murray's playing with this knee. Michael Porter Jr. is playing with all kinds of physical ailments. <laughs> you know, like the dad bod god is never going to play it higher than the level he's playing at now, I wouldn't think. Mm -mm. Like they have an opportunity right now uh, to go out and, and compete for an NBA championship. To do that, you probably are going to have to to bolster yourself. And if you want to catch that team, you too are going to have to bolster yourself. And I think in the West... I mean, we could talk all about Memphis. We could talk all about, uh, you know, teams like Phoenix, the Clippers. The Clippers, though, are a real viable threat to Denver because the Clippers can defend that. And if you bring in a guy like a Mike Conley who can move the ball, who doesn't need to be a bucket getter, but certainly can hit the three at a high level, can still penetrate, like that's somebody that's of extreme value to you. Yeah. Of course, no different than John Wall. Mike Conley's a guy that's got a history of injuries. Is Mike Conley a guy that the Clippers can count on? I think because the Jazz have done such a good job managing his minutes mm -hmm. and keeping him healthy, you get the perception that Mike Conley is a guy who's having a year and he's able to stay healthy. Well, and he's looked good recently, too. I mean, he has. And, and, and he I don't has. just mean like in the stat sheet. I, I mean, when you look at Mike physically, like when you look at how he's moving on the floor, like the cutting, the like just you can just tell when a guy's healthy and Mike looks healthy. You know, he looks 100 percent to me. Now, maybe, you know, hey, maybe his body feels a little sore after a game or something. But what, but what I'm talking about is he doesn't have an injury that's holding him back. Like being right. sore after a game is you're old. Like that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, you're dust. Yeah, you're old. Like it just is what you it know. is. So to me, I just I just look look at it and I say, OK, they're doing a really good job you know, managing Mike's minutes, playing Talon Horton Tucker, you know, playing Malik Beasley, but not playing him too much. Like, that's where I think, like, this is why when you hired Will Hardy, this is why you did that because you needed a guy to follow the, the path. You needed someone to follow Danny's vision, which was, okay, there's going to come a time where I don't need you to coach this basketball team necessarily to win every game. Right, but what, what what I need you to do in the three weeks leading up to the deadline is manage minutes, play guys enough to to show them out, but not play them too much to run them into the ground. That's the top priority right now. So to me, when you watch Jazz games like this game tonight, pay attention. How much does Mike play? How much does THT play? How much does Walker Kessler play? Like, watch how much they play these guys. 
Yeah, and I'll be interested tonight to see if if THT gets back on the floor. It does not look like Laurie Markkinen is going to play tonight. Um, I don't think. But like um, a perfect example in Laurie. You don't have any reason to rush the guy back. There's no reason to, to, to expedite his recovery from this hip thing. Like, let the guy play the injury out, right? Like, hey, if it takes two weeks for you to get healthy, fine. Because we're not trading you anyway, right? You're going to be here. So to me... I just look at it and I say, hey, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I just went to check Sarah Todd's Twitter for uh, an NBA update, and I am all of a sudden blocked by Sarah Todd. Well. The beat writer for the Des News. And I'm blocked as well. What do you know? Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I, that, I, that I just don't understand. And anyway, um, <laughs> that's remarkable. Let me, let me go. Let me see. Okay, let's see. That is, that is remarkable to me that... I mean, I'll take it personally. I just think it's funny. I, I mean, just, I don't, I, it's not like my feelings are hurt. Yeah, I think it's terrible. I, I just, that I don't understand. That, that's so funny to me. This whole thing, um, you know, this whole thing with, with, yeah. This whole thing with the jazz media is a major problem. This is a major problem. When you now. say that, what do you mean? What do you... You, what? you cannot continue to attack people in the media or attack fans of the jazz if you're if you're the jazz media and i i guess i just don't understand that yeah i mean i think the only thing i'd like to say on it is that i think that that this town is a lot of people like to debate hey what kind of town is this is this a football town is this a basketball town you know is this uh you know a badminton town right this is i like to me when the Jazz are good or, or really not even good, like when they're relevant, when they're doing things, when when people are interested, it's a Jazz town. Even if the Utes are good, I believe this is a Jazz town. So to me, I just look at it and I say, hey, it doesn't offend me that Sarah blocked me. It doesn't, I'm, my feelings aren't hurt. Like I put all that behind me. Like we apologized. I apologized. I'm good with it. Like I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm chilling. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's it's just more like you can't, you can't go after people in the fan base, man. Like Twitter, man. like I hope, I hope if there's any media professionals listening to this show, and I know there is, right, specifically in this town, don't go after fans on Twitter. You you understand your role, right? Hey, everyone, like we get attacked on Twitter all the time from fans. It happens. Like they're going to say that what they want to say, but you can't just go and bash them over the head. Like our use job, the mute button, bro. Uh, listen, our job, we're public we're public speakers. Yeah. Our job, we're going to get criticized. Yeah. I, I'm not even that upset. I'm sad for Sarah. That is, that is, that is, I'm not upset about that. You know, I read, like I said, I maybe I should stop reading Sarah. I don't know. I well, read Sarah every in, day. In like fat Jesus's comment right here where, where you're like, Hey, I blocked Sarah because we got your guys's back. Like, it's not like, I, I really want to emphasize this. Right. And I'm not coming after you fat Jesus personally or anything, but it's not us against Sarah. It's not us against anybody. Like, it just yeah. isn't... Like, it pisses people off when we talk about the whole media bias thing. That upsets a lot of people in this town. But I want to make it clear. I don't know Sarah personally. He doesn't know Sarah personally. Like, it's not like that. We're just having a conversation about basically the state of the union, you know, with the media, and, and that upsets some people. And so I guess... I, I don't know. I guess she just... I don't We're know, public figures. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna get your bag slapped, and man. The, that's, and the thing is, the thing is, but wait, hold on. Yeah, if you can't handle Twitter, don't be there. Yeah, Twitter is no longer a conversation space. You yeah. understand that? 
Twitter's not something where you go back and forth and have conversations with people. That's not what Twitter's about. Not what to do completely... you think Twitter's about now? Because I think this is a fast. It's a great question. I think Twitter is about fighting and likes to fight guy and keyboard warrior and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I think Twitter's about. Twitter is pointing out that Sarah Todd's a woman, not that she's a journalist, right? Like that's that's where that was the sad thing about what happened. And if if you didn't see it, Sarah Todd got into us over. Jake said that you had to pay to read her stuff at the Des News, which you don't. It's free. She lost her mind over that, tweeted a bunch of stuff at us, insulted us. People got upset about that, defended her, went after her. Like It was ugly. It was, and, com- and you know what else it was? Completely unnecessary. Yeah. You could have DM'd, you could, whatever. We'd have happily retracted it. And we did. We released the video, released a correction, like, and it turns into nonsense like this. It's just not needed. It's just not need. We're, you're, you're a member of the media. You're going to get slapped. It is what it is. Brett Stubbs, good morning to you, friend. Long time no see. He says, do y'all ever think we're doing this too early? I mean, I know talk radio was early and all, but at what point do you think YouTube Live will replace what you're also doing on the radio? We're, well, frankly, well, we're not on the radio anymore because we're on YouTube Live. And this was another point of contention with Sarah. All of the radio companies have offered us jobs, every single one of them. Every one of them, every every web sports website, go I'm not even going to be specific about it, but go look at them. They've all said, hey, why don't you come over here and stream your show? Hey, why don't you come do your show here? Hey, we're going to replace these guys. Why don't you come be that show? Mm -hmm. And we're not doing that because we're streaming. And we have, that's why I said like, dude, our live show does 200,000 views a month. Yeah, And that's, do you understand that? Like there's not a radio show that does 200,000 views or listeners a month. Like they just don't. And then we cut up highlights of the show and we do a hundred and something thousand more. Like if you, and yesterday it was interesting. We were, we were talking to a potential advertiser and he's like, oh yeah, I listen to your show on, on, you know, Apple, or I listen to your show on Spotify. And like, we're growing because we're not on the radio. Yeah. And you have to understand that the game has changed. The game has changed. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, um, let's keep talking. I want to, that just threw me off a little bit because I go to look at Sarah Todd, the beat writer for the Des News for the Jazz. What? And she blocked us. So she, we wind up plugging her anyways because we're saying, hey, Sarah Todd blocked us. I don't even mind plugging her, dude. No. Like her work is fine. I've read it every day for like the last three, four days. It's, it's decent work. Like, and see, unlike you, I've read Sarah Todd for two years now. Since she got here, I've read her, her work. It's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's so frustrating. All right, let's get your thoughts in here on the jazz. Uh, If you're watching the shows, please give us a thumbs up and a like. That really helps the show grow. Uh, Force G, first one in this morning for us. Good to see you in the GZ. Eric and Raleigh said, trade everyone. Okay, okay. Doesn't really work that way. But by the way, Eric and Raleigh, did you see that uh, Tom Brady is now rumored to be joining Sean Payton with the Panthers? Mm. We'll talk about that coming up. Yusuf, good morning to you. Teddy Wayman, what's up? No reason to insult us or call us names. Why are you calling me an imp, bro? That's crazy. He's not. Uh, Richard Winget says good morning. Hello. Uh, Ghoul, what's up? Good to see you, bud. Uh, He said, my bad. I meant to say in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, the only untouchable on this team should be Laurie and the rookies. I think the untouchables on this team are Walker Kessler and Laurie Markinen. Agreed. That's it. And by the way, 
Uh, according to Eric Walden at the Tribune, Laurie Marketing was upgraded to questionable. Uh, Kelly Olynyk is going to remain out mm-hmm. uh, for the Jazz. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I think you're exactly right. I wouldn't trade Laurie Markkinen. I think he's playing at an incredibly high level, and I wouldn't trade Walker Kessler. I'd trade Ochai Agbaji. I know we talked about this on the show yesterday. Ochai Agbaji is never going to be a top five player on an NBA championship roster. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean he's not valuable because certainly you need you probably need 25 guys a year to win a championship. But is Ochai Agbaji ever a top five player on a championship roster? Probably not. Is he a top seven player? Yeah, if he scales all the way up to the top of his potential, he's he's probably a, 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 a sixth or seventh guy on your roster, I would think. And, and if he ever becomes a top five guy, fantastic. Fantastic, because he's clearly got the work ethic. Mm-hmm. And as I'm, I feel like I'm saying every day on this show, you know, it, we're going to find out who he is when he, when he meets his, his, the top of his, his talent. When he gets to his talent, and that's it. And he's he's maxed out his talent. How do you keep growing? How do you how do you get better after that? That's what makes guys like Kobe and Steph and Jordan and LeBron. That's what makes them so much better is they figure that out. Eric and Rowley says, do we do we have to hear from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, you're going to hear from a Rodgers in 25 minutes on Football at 50. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. It trust me, that's not one you want to miss. Mud Cat, how the heck are you? Excuse me, Mad Cat. Whoa. Um, you know, Brett Robbins says, all I want is Lori Kessler and Ochai. Everyone else, I don't care what we get for them, but those guys should be untouchable. So is Ochai really untouchable? Well, I think that the, the tough thing with Ochai is I'm not going to say Ochai is untouchable, but what I am going to say is I'd really like Ochai to be here. I, I, I would be really quite reticent to trade Ochai Agbaji because I think that Ochai has potential to get to get to that level where you're you're that dominant corner, you know, wing three-point shooter that every championship team needs and has. I, I, I when I think of a guy like that, I think about, you know, like Cantavius Caldwell Pope in the bubble, right? With the Lakers, helping them, helping them win a yeah, championship. Absolutely. Like I I think he can be that guy. And by the way, the other things I like instinctually, I like that he's always looking to rebound. He just, you know, some guys in the NBA are not real great about rebounding. Other guys, you know, you know, want to rebound, but they suck at it. Ochai finds himself somewhere in the middle where he's always looking to contribute defensively and on the glass. Sometimes he get outsized, and that's the reality of the league. But there are a lot of times where Walker Kessler is going after something, and he can't quite get there, but Ochai is there, right? It's kind of that secondary guy cleaning up the mess if they if the Jazz don't get the rebound. So to me, that's why I like him. Now, again, that is also why a lot of other teams like Ochai. So, you know, he can't, I don't think he can be on the untouchables list, but he would be on the, hey, you're going to have to probably overpay just a little bit to get him off my roster list. Oh, I, I think that's certainly true, but I'm not married to him. I'm not. I think Ochai is a, Ochai Baji is a super talented guy. The thing that scares you about trading him, he's a rookie, and you're seeing this this massive growth. Like you're seeing just this unbelievable growth in instincts. You're seeing that, you know, he's becoming a, a really tenacious defender and he's mm-hmm. attacking the ball, and you love all of that. But if Ochaiak Baji's the cherry on top of a deal that gets me a player and another first round pick, he's gone. Yeah, you have to. He's gone. You don't have a choice. I mean, it, yeah. it is. It's really that simple. Uh, shit. Let's go. Yeah, Yusuf, what's up? He said, I don't mind trading Beasley after seeing um, 
Agbi. I'm assuming that's Agbaji. Agbaji, okay. And my Monty fan who's a uh, member of the program. Good morning. In hell, the only GM you can trade with is Danny Ainge. Well. Dude, I mean. You get right with God, man. You know. Uh, let's see. Kadai Johnson says, top of the morning, fellas. With the Monty show, you get the future of sports before the world knows what's going on. Oh, KJ, I appreciate that. Uh, good to see you. Uh, Mike Maples, what's up? Mapes is also a member of the show. Good morning, friends. Monty blowing out his shoulder, swinging awfully big wiffle ball bats. We were talking about well, in the members only uh, Instagram chat the other day um, that I used to, to hit dingers off of Jake and wiffle ball in our in good old Northbrook, Illinois. We had a quarter acre for a backyard. So don't even think about messing with me. And Jake could always tell me that, you know, he was the greatest pitcher ever. And then he'd throw like a five mile an hour fastball. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't I and I could be wrong and I know we have a a, a rover on Mars right but right. I don't believe that that wiffle ball has landed yet and it's on its way to Mars still right right I, I could be wrong right is this the dagger? but you know if you'd like to become a member of the show it is uh 9.99 a month but man I tell you again yesterday talking about all kinds of craziness in the Instagram members only chat for the Monty show. There is an opportunity currently happening in the membership that we're not discussing on the show that you only know about if you're a member. If you're a member, you we have a members only promotion going on um, that we're not going to talk about on the show because you have to be a member. That's right. Uh, but yeah, you get exclusive videos every day. You get access to our Instagram member chat. You get access to members-only promotions. You get discounts on our merch when it never drops. Um, so you get discounts on our merch. You get Five first access entries. to it. Five-time entry into all of our contests. Like It's just fantastic. And you guys, by the way, speaking, our March 10th birthday bash that we're oh, having here yes. at the Maverick Center, oh, my God. It's heating up. Oh, my God. The, there is potential to do, oh, man. You want to be at that. And we're gonna take we're gonna take our members to it. And Chris Karn, who was the first member of our our Monty show, I'm a man. Uh, Nine ninety nine a month membership. Chris Karn was the first one. He's the first one into that birthday bash. Auto bid. So I'm telling you, it's not something you want to miss. I put a link in the chat. Nine ninety nine a month. You can cancel anytime. Uh, so please feel free if you would like to join. We'd love to have you. Fibbo the man. This season is showing us what player was the biggest problem for Utah, and that's Gobert. Donovan is playing great. Boyan is, is brilliant in Detroit. Boy, isn't he brilliant in Detroit? And I'm telling you, the Lakers... I, <laughs> now, there was, yeah. there was a report yesterday that Jeannie Buss, the LA Times beat reporter for the Lakers, mm -hmm. or maybe it was... I could be wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Sam Amick had, I think, the story that Jeannie Buss does not want to trade any future draft assets to help today's team. Why? I don't know. Because I, in my opinion, I believe that when you have LeBron James playing at this level, you're, gonna, you're either going to trade future draft assets or what are you going to trade? AD. Anthony Davis. Yeah. One of the two. Or and Bron's going to leave. No, like, he's not going to leave. Well, he's He has repeatedly said but, he wants to finish his career with the Lakers. And by the way, I don't know, and I think you guys are going to think, oh, this is dumb. What do you mean high school kid? Bronny James jumped 11 spots in the national rankings in the last six weeks. Yeah. Because he's growing exponentially as a player. He's going to be in the league Here's, in probably two years. This is my only thing with Bron. I agree. He has said adamantly he wants to be a Laker the rest of his career. Yes. He has said that 
Like I believe them hundred percent, but what I don't believe and my biggest concern for Jeannie and the Lakers as an organization, frankly, is that they have lost sight of who they are. And I've said this repeatedly, you are the Los Angeles Lakers. It losing is not an option unless you're Jeannie Buss and Rob Lincoln. Apparently it is an option. And so to me, I just think expectations are high. And if I'm LeBron James, I'm not going to put winning second because I want to finish as a Laker. I'm just not. Like, LeBron, you are a generational, once-in-a-lifetime guy. I don't know how that works. Like, I understand, hey, your family's comfortable. Like, I get it. But what he, a- But what, he, what has he said? I, I ha- he, it's about more than basketball for him now. Los Angeles is about more. It's about his family. It's about his kids. It's about his burgeoning business empire. But he also said he's not interested in just playing basketball to play basketball. Right. But I also think when he changed his tune mm-hmm. now and saying, I want to be a Laker for the rest of my career, I think that's a signal that there have been conversations. I think they're going to trade Anthony Davis. I don't think that's a deal you can do at the deadline. That's just my opinion. The flipping guy's been hurt. I don't know how you trade a guy that's been hurt. Yeah. Um, I don't, but I I feel like that's a signal that they've had conversations. So, you know, I I have to believe. <coughs> I have to believe, and again, this is just my opinion. I have to believe that they trade Anthony Davis in the summer and they win a championship next year. The Lakers are that team, unlike the Jazz, unlike any other team pretty much in the NBA. The Lakers are that team that can be really bad one year and win a championship the next because it's a destination. And every free agent wants to go there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Where did, Jeff, My, I, where did Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and where were all those guys first linked to? Where did Kyrie Irving say he wanted to go? You DeMar. Heard, you heard it first on the show. DeMar DeRozan. All of them want to be Lakers, man. DeMar DeRozan has hinted at in with the Chicago media, he would accept a trade to the Lakers today. Let, he he would do that. And I think the Bulls, by the way, will trade Zach Levine. I was I was it is known in my friend's circle that I am a unapologetic, suffering Chicago Bulls fan. Yeah. And so anytime something happens, it's like, oh hey, bro. Hey, bro, bro. DeMar, bro. DeMar changes shoes bro. at halftime, bro. Dude. Uh so bro. an NBA guy that I talked to pretty regularly was like, you know they're trading DeMar, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, man. Okay, I, oh. I, I hope they do because then they're all in on Zach Levine, that fraud, and then we'll yeah, see. Maybe, maybe, maybe Zach can spend some more time on the injury report, douche. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's fine. Ron Nolan says, do you think she blocked you squatting and leaning or standing and bending? Listen to me. Listen to me. And he says, paper or palm, nasty. nasty. First of all, we don't use anything but moist, flushable wipes Thank in you. this house. And no, I'm not here for, for bidet guy. No, we're not. Oh, look at that. Travis Bird, our newest member. Big Daddy Magic has joined the well, program. Well, well. Big Daddy Welcome Magic is the in. The exclusive group of the Monty Show. Everybody, Bro-bro. welcome Travis Bird to uh, the exclusive Monty Show membership. Now Travis has access to uh, premium content. We put out a, a member video every day, and sometimes that's hard news. Sometimes that, hey, here's my motivational you know thoughts for the day. We put you in the, you'll be in the exclusive Instagram membership group chat. Make sure you DM Jake at SLC Supercars, Travis Bird. SLC Jake. SL, oh, I said SLC Supercars, my bad. I was looking for the grab, my bad. 
See, you change your name so much, but SLC Jake mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. And please follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Your your following is pretty weak. Yeah, it is. It's pretty weak. Doesn't Jake, come me, on, though. man. Come on. Yeah. Follow Jake on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. SLC Jake. Big Daddy Magic, message Jake. Say, hey, I'm in the I'm in the the, the membership. I'm in Let's the go. Thing, you know? I did the hey thing to get in the thing. Hey Appreciate that so much, Travis Berg. Good to see you. Travis still has not made time to take a picture with us, right. even though he asks me all the time. Still has not, but you know. Um, Troy Cushing says, welcome, T-Bird, you casual. Uh, Yusuf said, do, you, do we lose JC if, if we go for Collins? I don't think so. Um, one of the interesting things, and I've heard this quite a bit about Jordan Clarkson, is that Danny Ainge has put a very high asking price on, on JC. I think it would take a minimum of two first-round picks. Uh, to get Jordan, and I think it, it you would have to probably, there's going to have to be a bigger deal there. I, my guess is that, that that's a multiplayer trade. Um, I don't think anybody's, I don't think you're doing the Kelly Olenek here. You take Boyan, give me Kelly, I'll buy out this player, and we'll all go about our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. I don't see, hey, you give me Royce, uh, I'll give you a first-round pick. Like, I don't see that happening. I think Jordan is in a, Larger trade, and I think it would take two first-round picks for Danny Ainge, and one of them had better be this year uh, to trade to trade Jordan Clarkson. And again, exclusively on the Monty Show, we told you that Jordan is, has said, I'm not going to sign an extension, and it's not that he's like, I hate SLC, or it's simply a matter of the collective bargaining agreement that they can't offer him the money that he will get this summer in free agency. Jordan's on a player option. They can only offer him 120% of what he's making now, so that it'd be a total of sixteen million dollars. He's going to get twenty-two to twenty-four million uh, from what real. from what most NBA executives believe. Jordan's valued at twenty-two to twenty-four million dollars a year. So he's a guy I do believe that could go to a championship contender and help them push towards you know an NBA Finals. And I think then he's going to be one of the hottest guys on the the free agent market this summer, Jordan Clarkson. And I think Jordan also recognizes this is his last contract of consequence. Sure, in four years, when Jordan Clarkson's 35 years old, is he going to get a, a, another deal? Yeah, he'll get a one-year deal. He'll get a t- uh, one year with an option. This is his last big contract. Yeah, This is a deal or a contract that could net him upwards of $70 million. The Jazz are not able to offer him that at this time. So trading him makes the most sense. He has also said, hey, if you can move me to a contender or a, a a real championship contending team, I would appreciate that. He hasn't demanded a trade. He has asked to be traded to a contender. The cat is back, dude. dude. I'm telling you, man. It, it, it that it, now we know it's a cat. I yeah. feel a little better. But there is howling and dying happening in the corridors of the Maverick dude, Center it's right not good, now, bro. It's not good. We we actually, and if you're if you're new to this, and you, if you don't know this about the Monty Show, we have had like. Some crazy activity happened in this studio. When I die, I'm going to paradise. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But we had like the deadbolt on the door open on its own and the handle turned. The other morning, there was like shrieking. Yeah. <clears throat> that now I believe was probably this cat. And I actually think there's multiple cats. Yeah, I think there's two. I don't think there's just one cat no, in I the I think building. there's two. But the cat is currently making noises that are, you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you were a member of the show, like Travis Bird now is, you would have seen the cat this morning in our Instagram chat because we found it and took a video. It found us. It did, actually. There's a link to join the membership as well. And you saw you saw the Mav 
in kind of a cool lighting setup. Yeah. Uh, B. Skrills says, the word I heard, Anthony Davis is good, but just not playing, shake my head. There's a lot of people saying that, that Anthony Davis of the LA Lakers is healthy, uh, but just not playing. I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, we'll see. There was, you know, there were people talking about how he's doing basketball activities and I doubt that Anthony Davis is doing that. I just, I, agree. I, just, I just, don't I know can't that you, buy that. You want to make an AD de- deal at the deadline. Like I, yeah. I, like that's a summer deal. Yep. Jacob Yates. Good morning. Trade everyone over the age of 25 and gift dope to Rocky mountain recycling services, LLC. <laughs> well, and, wow. and, and again, Another thing that we got our ass kicked for on the show is saying, you know, Yudoka Azubuki's not an NBA player. Oh, you guys are idiots. Uh, you know, you don't know anything. Do you even watch jazz basketball? We've seen him. We've seen a lot of him up close and personal, and I just have never thought that Doak was an NBA athlete. He is not, he's not athletically gifted. He is a big body that is not flexible, is not mobile. Mm-hmm. He frankly is an awkward athlete. And I just, I, I, I don't value him as a guy that, I don't believe he's a top 10 player on a roster. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that wears a warm up and fills out your salary cap. I think that's who he is. And if I were Yudoka Azubuki, I'd be, I'd be looking for a European deal. So I got heavy, heavy minutes of consequence because playing in the G League, he ain't going to do that. It, it just doesn't matter. Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast. My guy, what's up? Good to see you. Hope the baby's well. LeBron also said he wants to play with his son. That's on the bucket list. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right. Teddy Wayman says, welcome, Travis. Teddy, good to see you. He's a member. NY Monty fan says, first there was Larry, then there was Travis. Welcome to the crew. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mapes says, yes, yes, yes. Big daddy magic. Yep. See, Travis, everybody loves having you on the yes, show. Yes, yes. Giggity says, Travis, getting it done. Yes. Jeff, G off, whatever your flavor is, says, welcome, Travis. Now you can tell us uh, how you wipe. <laughs> See, that's, I mean, that's what happens <laughs> on this show. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I'm not a fan of Terrence Mann. He can stay in LA. I'm a huge fan of Terrence Mann. I think Terrence Mann is a role player and in an organization that develops talent and this jazz organization is a development organization now I would love to see him hit his top end potential Mm -hmm. and if that's wearing a jazz uniform hell yeah let's do it if I can trade Mike Conley and one of the guys I get in return is is Terrence Mann I'm doing that yeah I'm doing that uh my Monty fan says that's not a cat that was that that's wailing Sarah Todd oh take it easy chill dude chill bro take it easy like it it doesn't need to be Look, I understand you guys, you know, like I understand that I'm not going to say you guys like people like to make jokes. There's just we're just not here for, you know, personal attacks. Teddy says, catch the kitty. It's scared. I can't get within 50 feet of it. Yeah, it just runs away, dude. I can't get it within 50. I would love to to help. Uh, Whoa. Jacob Yates says cats wailing and shrieking like that means it's making kittens. You should feel privileged witnessing the creation of the next generation. So wait, did you did you just say they're Ooh. repopulating the earth at the Mav? That could be. That could be. That those could be cries of pregnancy. <laughs> those could be cries of pregnancy. Um, you know, I mean, listen, cries of pregnancy, I that there's no bridge to say that Utah Jazz Talk on the Monster <laughs> Show is presented by Quick Back Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy. 
camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. Quick Quack Car Wash presents all of our NBA and Utah Jazz Talk right here on the Monty Show. I love going there five minutes in and out, and I get to deal with humans. I don't have to put my credit card into any machine. I am on a membership. No, it's not free. I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to support local business. Um, so hook it up at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them about it on the Monty Show real quick. Hires Big H. Yeah. I go to the one um, in Midvale. Yeah. Hires Big H came out yesterday. I believe you tweeted the news article. Yeah, KSL had it. They're not raising their prices. Mm -hmm. Even though I believe the cost of chicken has gone up 135%. Go eat it, Hires Big H. Go support them, man. Please. That is unbelievable. I've known Mark Hale, the owner of Hires, for a decade. Good dude, good family, long, deep roots in our community. Go eat it, Hires Big H. To be committed to not raising prices in this economy is pretty special. Yeah, that's pretty special. That tells you about their commitment. Giggity says Jake should be used to getting uh, to not getting close to a kitty. Please. No, Giggity. I'm not playing your games this morning. I'm not doing it. Mark Hale says uh, I have no problem with quick quack car wash, but that commercial is lame. That is Jake's favorite guy. That is Jake's favorite absolute. Guy. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you. That's his dude. Jake loves him. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the wife, co-workers, you name it. I just swing by. I mean, that's your dude. I mean, dude, Quick Quack is a solid brand, dude. I, oh, it I is. Love yeah. the, I love the car washes. Like, but say you, what you but, want about the commercials, man. But whatever, that dude. dude's amazing. Yeah. Jake, Jake, that, Jake, that, you know, you know. Uh, anyway, all right, football 50 in five minutes. You're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers today. Yusuf says, would you be okay moving JC and Conley? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Yeah, there's no doubt I would. I would absolutely do that. I, I think you have to you have to make tough decisions when you're in the position that Danny and, and Ryan Smith are in. I think you have to understand that Jordan Clarkson has value. You are not going to compete for a championship in the next season and a half. You got to move them on. And I, I think if, if you can get, especially if you can get a first round pick for those guys, why yeah. would you not do that? Yeah. You know, like I, I, that, that's just my opinion though, you know, but okay. Uncle Khaled. What's up, Khaled? Uh, at his AD is one of the most underrated players in the league. Sure. He's injury prone, but he's top five when he plays. He just doesn't play. Yeah. He doesn't play much. He man. does not play. And you're paying him through and, the nose. And again, I don't even think it's, it's about what you're paying him. You're wasting LeBron James. LeBron is playing. Every chance I get to watch LeBron play, I'm going to do it. I am so thankful that we got to watch him live together. Yeah. Because he's just a special player, man. Like, I can, I, I, I know people hate LeBron and I know people hate the Lakers. If you get to watch LeBron James play, especially in person, do it. Do it, man. Either spend the money, like whatever you it's have to do. It. LeBron's worth it. And I'm telling you, they're wasting LeBron James, with, without a doubt. Jeremy Severe says, to catch a cat, you have to first show that you aren't a threat or do what my dad does, use a raccoon trap. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, I, I say do it. Yusuf says, uh, wacky clean. That's right. Exactly right. That's right. Tom says, uh, that really is awesome. Taking a hit on the profit margin to do the right by customers is unheard of. Proud of that place. Go, go eat at Hires Big H. Tell go, I'm telling you, just get a, a patty melt. And a peppermint shake. 
and you'll thank me all okay, day I don't long. I don't know about no peppermint shake. Oh, I mean, you can get a oh excuse me. Shake. Mint peppermint shake. Dude, it's so good. It is so good, I'm telling you. Uh, Boyd Lake says, as a kid, mom and dad used to take us to Hires in Murray uh, for a burger and a root beer. Good times. Yeah, I was tweeting with a few people who said they have the best root beers in the Valley, apparently. Well, you know what? Maybe we go there for lunch today. Just to support the, I'm telling you guys. And Mrs. Monty loves the patty melt there. Maybe I'll, we'll wait to the weekend. Fan. I'm telling you, please go. go. And when you do that, tweet us pictures. They don't advertise on the show. Again, I know Mark Hale. That, that is a, in our community, that guy's undefeated. I mean, him and his wife, I believe, are out of the country serving a mission right now. Yeah. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. So like, it, it, go, and, go and tweet us pictures. I would love to support them in any way we can. Uh, P. Emerson J. says, I agree. Dope needs to be dumped in a trade. Um, Cartman7978 says, where would Jordan Clarkson go? I, I mean, I can tell you a handful of teams, the Chicago Bulls, the New York Knicks, the Atlanta Hawks, the Phoenix Suns, the LA Lakers, like all of those. I, I mean, I, I, know, I know for certain that the Philadelphia 76ers have expressed interest. I mean, he is he has got a a plethora of teams. That there is a I think my jazz source says a robust. He loves the word robust. Robust. Not to out my guy, but he loves the word robust. A robust amount of traffic for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So you know, Tom says I watched the whole Aaron Rodgers interview yesterday. Stoked to hear a Bears fan's take on it. You're not. You're not. <laughs> You're not. Uh, would that be street clothes AD? Yes. Yes, sir. Anthony Street Clothes Davis. That's correct. Charles Barkley hit the nail on the head on that. Uh, San Diego State, who is a member of the program, says the Monty Show is no ESPN Sports Center, but it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Thank you. Uh, good morning, casuals. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, Nameless says Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, school. Mm-hmm. Brett Robbins. Doke just needs uh, bought out. Imagine being on a team and every time you see him, yeah, PTSD of Desmond Bain can't play through that. Well, I, look, if I'm Doke, I want to be in the NBA. The hotels are nice. The, the per diem's nice. The bus is nice. The plane is nice. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But he is, he is never, in my opinion, going to get an opportunity to be a regular, even rotational player on this club. He won't be. And, I, you know, the funny thing is I don't have to go and make his decisions. But is he not the guy that you're like, dude, if I have to, if I have to handcuff you to an airplane seat, I'm sending you to Europe. I'll do it. <laughs> like, get your ass on a plane and go play in Spain. Go play in Germany. Go play against other grown male adults and become what you're going to become. Because playing in the G League for him is a useless endeavor mm-hmm. because he needs to go somewhere where nobody cares about him. Go somewhere where you are nameless and let your basketball build your identity. Yeah. Go be like, look at, and, and I know that we don't say the J I M M E R on this show. Say it. Don't you say it, but the, 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 the Jimma. Yeah. I felt like almost like a lift. Yeah. There was a, there was an outpouring there, you know, Anyway, he's a great example of that. Uh, without further ado, 10 to the hour, every hour, it's Football at 50 on the Monty Show. 
Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you get the the meatball marinara. It's not going to be here long, folks. Get the meatball marinara. Order it through the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25. MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. Without further ado, here's Aaron Rodgers very much being Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. I think you... When you say never, things happen that you say never to. So, um, listen, I came back uh, and, and really wanted to finish my career in Green Bay. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think you should shut down any you know opportunity. Like I said, during the season, it's got to be – you know, both uh, both sides, uh, you know, like actually wanting, you know, to work together moving forward. And uh, I think there's, you know, more conversations to be had. Why? Why? Because Why? it puts him on the front page of all the news Drama. Cycles. Drama. That's all Drama. Buddy wants. Drama. Is Aaron Rodgers a good quarterback? Yes. Is he worth all of this? No. Especially not to Green Bay. I don't know how else to say this. It's time for Green Bay to move on from A-Rodg. It's time. It's been time. Now, I'm not saying that Jordan loves the guy that should replace him. He's probably not an NFL starter. Get on with it, buddy. Move on from Aaron Rodgers. It's long been time, and the thing that's so frustrating about Aaron Rodgers is he does this every offseason, and he's allowed to do it every offseason. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to come back. You know, I just got a fresh shipment of ayahuasca, and I'm going to sip that tea in, in and Hawaii. Joe Rogan and, over. And, and I'm going to pound porn stars and actresses. And it's going to be an amazing summer. And then uh, at the very last minute, I'll commit to play for the Packers. I'll come back with a ponytail. And, you know, we'll get just far enough, but not really far enough. And then we'll lose to the Lions because I couldn't make a throw. And we're not really going to live up to potential, but I'm going to make a pile of money. And then I'm going to say that I can be an MVP when I can. And then immediately after the season's over, I'm going to go back on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube and, and, and stuff. And I'm going to say that maybe it's time for me to move on. Yeah. And then I'll go back to what he'll just keep doing it and again, doing it. And it's, and again, it's and tired. Again. It's tired. Aaron Rodgers is not worth all of this. I don't know how else to put that. And this is not my Bears fandom. Is Aaron Rodgers a cock? Yes. He's no Justin Fields, but he'll do. But is Aaron Rodgers a capable NFL quarterback? Yes. Is he is he overrated? Exponentially overrated. Is he a difference maker that's going to carry a franchise to a Super Bowl? No. Move on. You have so much good happening in that organization. Matt LaFleur, in my opinion, is a good coach. It... it, it you got to move on. You have a group, a dearth of nice young talent offensively at skill positions. Move on, brother. It's time. Brother. It's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And I, they won't. But he, what does Aaron Rodgers do? He, cre he creates Alan Lazard-type conversation. Do you expect 12 to be back in the fold next year? I don't fucking know. Shit. I don't know where I'm going to be at. <laughs> I can't worry about somebody else. Have you done any a lot of reflecting about that when you left the field tonight? You know, definitely going into the game, I kind of had a realization that my first game here and potentially my last game, which it is, 
um, was going to be versus the Lions at home. So, um, you know, I took just a few moments just to kind of soak it all in and just, like, um, pat myself on the back, I guess, and just be thankful for this opportunity and this experience to be here for four-plus years now. Well, uh, potentially my first my first game here, and potentially my last, which it is. Which it is. But uh, that's what you're creating, a eh, Raj. Congratulations, your guys are walking out the door because you're a cock and a terrible leader. That's really yep. what this comes down to. And hey, cool, a eh, Raj. You're contemplating your future elsewhere. I have to quote. Make sure I'm in a proper mental focus state. Come on. Get out of here. Like, Dude, what are we doing? Let's not act like, let's not act like, you know, playing football is breaking bricks for a living. Dude, come on. Get out of here. Uh, by the way, everybody who says, oh, my God, the NFL is dead. People are cutting a cord and cables and umbilicals and stuff and not watching the NFL anymore. I got news for you. The NFL's alive and well, and you know how I know? Because the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Tommies Tommy. drew 30.6 million people. 30, 30 million point six projected to be the Walt Disney Company's most watched NFL playoff game ever when it's said and done. 30.6 million views. Oh, the NFL's dead. It's the flag stuff. It's it's kneeling. They're dead. They're dead. No, there turns out they that's... They the military. Turns out. Turns out that's not so true. Yeah. By yeah. the way, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, serious question here. Is the NFL being unfair to the Dallas Cowboys? Because they played on Monday night. Right. Monday, now they're going to play Sunday afternoon at 4.30. Back-to-back playoff games on a short week. Is that unfair to the Dallas Cowboys? Especially knowing it's the flipping San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it's a little unfair. Yeah, it is. But the reality is that's the league. I mean, you you can't have it both ways where you're the Cowboys, but then you're upset you're playing you know, prime time Monday night and that you're going to have a short week. Like, that's the reality of life in the league. And, and we all know that every team goes through this and every team has to play their Thursday night game and every team, like, we know this, you know? And so to me, yeah, I, I don't understand why we can't figure out how to schedule just Saturday and just Sunday. I don't know why we have to do Monday night games still through the playoffs with all due respect to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Like, I, I just... I just don't understand yeah, it. I don't get it. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. On the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Meatball Marinara. No, I'm kidding. Get the Meatball Marinara at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at papamurphys.com. Dude, it just makes me, I'm hungry. Does it make you salivate? Looking at that, oh my God. I'm telling you, man, if you have not had the meatball marinara at Papa Murphy's Pizza, bro, it is so good. It is so good. Use the promo code Monty25, and I promise you, you will not regret putting the Papa Murphy's app on your phone. So easy to use. Download that MFR. Oh, put your order in at five in the morning. Put it for five in the afternoon pickup. It'll be ready at five o'clock, fresh and ready to rock and roll. And, oh, by the way, uh, meatball, pizza, and, uh, yeah, I'd probably throw in some take-and-bake chocolate chip cookies because they're very good. They're very good. All right, a couple of your comments on uh, Brett Favre. 
I love the fact that every time we go to A-Rod, Brett Favre's name comes up. I mean, do you guys, are, are there Packer fans? Put your hands up. Let's go. After you click the join button to uh, get a membership to this very fine here program, go ahead and tell us, are you a, are you a Packer fan? Brett, no Brett Robbins uh, says MVP. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Ken Williams, how are you? Good to see you, Kenny. He's a member of the program. Um, let's see. Uh, Giggity says, is this clown high MVP again? Nah, bro. Yeah, dude. See, Giggity, Come that's on, my thing. Like, and listen, I'm all about branding. I, I, I totally understand it, right? Like, I'm a guy that believes, hey, if you want to be the very best, you got to tell yourself you're the best. You want to be an MVP, you got to tell yourself you can and win the MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Let's go, bro. Like, I'm, I'm all here for that, right? I'm here for that. Not with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, you at some point, you have to be honest. Trade Rodgers for a top draft pick and, a, and scoop a QB. Not wrong. Trade him for James Wiseman. Uh, no, I'm kidding. That it was a joke. That was a joke. Uh, Mapes, what's up? Says Aaron is going to the Bears for a revenge tour. Shut your mouth. I could see him going to Tampa. Tampa's going to need a quarterback. I mean, like, who's a team that's this close and just needs a push? The Rams. The Rams feel like that? I wouldn't disagree with that. The Rams feel like... The Cardinals. You know who feels like that? The Las Vegas Raiders feel like that. The, mm. the, the Arizona Cardinals feel like that. Does Devontae Adams want to play with Aaron Rodgers again? Probably. Would you rather play with Aaron Rodgers or Tommy? Well, Devontae Adams, the reality is, looks like an idiot, right? You you left Aaron Rodgers to go play for the Raiders and Derek Carr. But no, you know, and, he, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who had a better season? Oh, wait, neither one of them made the playoffs. Who cares? What do you mean he looked like? I don't think he looks like an idiot at all. Eh. At all. If, if Devontae Adams had stayed... In Green Bay, do they make the playoffs? Yes. No, nah, I don't think they do. I think they do. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is not capable of making those throws anymore. And frankly, I think Aaron Rodgers needs to play in a warmer climate because I do think he's feeling himself a little bit in those November, December cold games. Mm -hmm. it, what, it, the turtleneck's not keeping you warm enough? Dude, I, I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is a scrub. I don't believe he's broken down and can't do it anymore. It's not Peyton Manning in Denver. What he is is a guy that wants to, he needs to feel loved. A-Rodge needs to feel like, oh my God, you're the center of our universe. You know. Oh my God, just like that. I oh. need, he needs it. He needs it. He's not broken down. The problem is, I don't believe, as the season goes on, in that cold weather, I don't believe that Aaron can make those throws anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think he just, go somewhere where it's warmer and you will be beloved. And if Aaron oh. Rodgers. Miami. Well, but did you hear this idiocy in Miami, by the way, as we talk a little NFL football on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at uh, The Advocates, chat with an attorney online live right now at theadvocates.com. Did you hear that the, the, I think it was a general manager of the Miami Dolphins said that Tua is no more concussion prone than any other player? Please. Okay, well, the science says you're a, you're a liar, sir. Yeah. Because once you have one concussion, the, the, the subsequent concussions happen far easier. And he's had multiple subsequent concussions now. Yeah. So I, I'm not buying that for a second. I'm not buying that for a second. And, and hey, I, I get it. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I am not buying that for a second. I, I just don't, I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it now. And I, I, I just don't think it's reality. I truly don't. But let me get a couple more uh, NFL uh, guys in here. Uh, Josh, the ball low. 
says Aaron Rodgers is no Olden Polonese, <laughs> but he'll do man. That nose on Olin Polonese's face. <laughs> uh, Ken Williams says he's going to Tampa, uh, going to Tampa, write that down. Well, Tampa has, Tampa, why does everybody want to be in Las Vegas and in Tampa? I don't know. There's no personal income tax. I guess. In Nevada yeah. or in Florida. Yeah. And I, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense that he would do that. You know, like this is just me. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, Brandon Butler. Good morning, Brandon. He's a member of the program. Um, he says Adams left because Rogers is taking up a Gobert size cap hit. Well, you ain't wrong about that. You ain't wrong about his cap hit. Is, I think it's a $35 million cap hit for the Packers. If, yeah. he, if he isn't there, that's crazy. Uh, San Diego state says in the words of Morris day, ain't nobody bad like me signed Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly right. Hey, casuals, make sure you hit the like button today. We've had over a thousand views on the program. Great hour. Uh, hour one down. Hour two right in front of you right now. Please give us a thumbs up and a like. It helps the channel grow. Um, where do you want to go here? I think we I go. Wanna, yeah, I want to talk about this bees thing. The bees. Oh, you moving. want to go to Salt wanna, Lake Bees? I want to talk about the bees. Okay, let's do that. Um, the Salt Lake Bees announced that they are leaving downtown and going to a daybreak ballpark. Right. And as somebody that's a daybreak resident, this is a little scary for me, but I think it's an absolute brilliant business decision. And I think when you look at where professional sports in this town is, I think if you're the Salt Lake Bees, you have to be somewhere where you are a, a, a focal point of the community. AAA baseball is very difficult as a business model right now. So let me get this right. As a AAA baseball team, you have a chance to get a new stadium in a new community that solves a lot of your current infrastructure issues and you're going to make a crap ton of money doing it. In a community, by the way, that you own. Because LHM owns Daybreak and you're going to use the land that you already own yeah. to build a new ballpark and, a, and, and infrastructure for your team to succeed. And by the way, it's no secret that uh, Daybreak residents have some bread. So, so yeah, this is a brilliant business move. Yeah. Fantastic business move. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh my God, how can you leave downtown? What will <coughs> ever happen to baseball on West Temple? And the Utes are not going to have anywhere to play baseball. Well, here's the problem. You haven't supported baseball there. And from an infrastructure standpoint, why don't I go to more bees games? Cause I'm a passionate baseball fan. Yeah. Why don't I go to more bees games? Because the parking's impossible. Getting out of there is next to impossible. Yeah. The only reason to go to a, a Bees game is get a peanut butter burger at Lucky 13. Yep. Because everything else is a pain in the ass. Yep. And frankly, the other thing that I think is so brilliant is how much is that land worth that Smith's Ballpark is sitting on? Good bit. It's a good bit of money. This is a solid business move. And everybody that's concerned about downtown and what will this mean to the downtown corridor? And my guess is... It, it's going to mean more high-density housing. It's going to mean more retail. I think it's good. That neighborhood is not rock solid. I think it needs redevelopment. This is, in my opinion, win-win. Yes, there is history and tradition on that corner. And I agree that some great things have happened there. And I agree that Mike Trout and Shoei Otani and Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron have all played there. And now we're going to make new history in Daybreak. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the things that drives me crazy about our, our cool little town of Salt Lake City. We want to do things 
the way we've always done things. And we want to be nostalgic. And it's why the Delta Center is such a brilliant bit of business for Delta and for the Jazz. Because they know that in Salt Lake City, we like to go back. We don't like to move forward. We like, right. to, we like to fantasize about Carlo and John and Frank Layden and, and Adrian Dantley and Don was a dick, so we moved him out of here. But man, who remembers? That's what we like to do. But frankly, what the bees are doing and what LHM is doing here is nothing short of a brilliant bit of business. They're building their infrastructure and they're building it strongly. And Daybreak, the plot of land that they're <clears throat> going to move this thing to in Daybreak. Yeah. This gives me a little pause because if you know Daybreak, like here is, here's the lake in Daybreak, right? Here's the island at Daybreak. Like these are all multi-million dollar homes. Um, U Health, you know, is over here. Like, so you have all of this infrastructure, right? Like here's U Health right here. This is U Health, right at right where the tracks line end, it dumps into U Health. Right across the street, if you just take Daybreak Parkway straight down, that's the, the Smith's grocery store there. And the yellow spots currently are empty. There's nothing there. They don't have to tear anything down. Those are blank plots of land. By the way, a certain somebody that I know lives like a block away from there. So it really impacts you. I live a good mile from where that's going to be. Yeah. So I don't think it impacts me that much unless we start talking about traffic, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But we in Salt Lake City have got to stop being nostalgic, and we've got to understand that progress is how business is done. Yeah, I just think that, I, so I agree with that. I, and, and what's interesting is in other towns, being nostalgic is okay, because there, you can be nostalgic, but you can also appreciate the opportunity. So, like, I have the ability to say, because I'm not from Salt Lake, hey, Smith's Ballpark is awesome, right? It's great. Love it. Great. But the problem is, it's 30 minutes from my house, and I don't like going up there for a bees game. I just don't, because of parking and all the other issues. Now, with this new location, I also agree. It's brilliant. I also think that people who live downtown are all pissed off about it because now they don't get to walk five minutes to the ballpark, right? Like, join the club, right? Now you guys get to come south. Like it, So I think that depending on where you live right now and depending on if you're from here or not, you feel a certain type of way about it. I'm not from here. I live in Daybreak. I like this move. If I was from here and lived in downtown Salt Lake, I probably wouldn't love this move. Like, that's just the reality of it, you know? And so I get it. I empathize with these people. But I'm certainly, as someone who lives in Daybreak and rents in Daybreak and is going to be a block from this or whatever, I'm not necessarily upset about this. I do think it'll be really interesting to see how this kind of pans out if that is indeed the spot. Like, you know, I know they're, they're labeling it potential, you know, landing spot for their site or whatever. So if that is the spot, my only concern is traffic. That's my biggest concern. I, and I'm not even talking about traffic in and around Daybreak. What I'm talking right. about is traffic on major thoroughfares that, that I travel to get in and out of Daybreak, like 114th, like Bangor, like 106th, 124th, or at the, 123rd, I think it is. Right? Like these major, you know, east-west thoroughfares that people who live on the East Bench who want to come to a Bees game are going to travel, 
uh, and come to daybreak from. That's my only concern. And there are a lot of people saying, oh, well, hey, there's a UDOT expansion, which I believe there is. I'm just curious, hey, what are you going to do with Mountain View Corridor? Because if, if, you, if you put up the picture of the map, everybody can see, hey, Mountain View Corridor is this big thoroughfare that goes that goes north and south, right? Where you have this big, you know, basically four, like two lanes in both directions, split up by a big center median. So my question just simply is, how is all this going to work? Not that I have an issue living in my apartment two blocks from this, because frankly, I could tell you right now, if that's the landing spot, I will have season tickets and I'll go to a lot of games. Yeah, or I'll I... find a way to get in there on a, a credential or whatever I need to do. I will be there a lot. I think my biggest concern is the 114th South is a huge concern. Um, I have a lot of concerns about 106th. Um, and then those both turn into South Jordan Parkway and West Daybreak Parkway. And they're not built for this kind of volume. And the other issue is, and to put that back up real quick, Mountain View Corridor right there is a death trap. And, and I'm not even being dramatic. If you follow the news, and I do because I live there, I try to avoid Mountain View Corridor because I, I, I've got to believe it is the most dangerous highway in Utah right now. There are, I, I want to say sadly, it's weekly, you know, fatal car accidents, fatal wrecks on Mountain View Corridor. The issue is, is it's unchecked. So there are long stretches of Mountain View Corridor where there are not lights and there are not crossings, right? But you will come up. To, it's much like Bangorder before the expansion and before they built overpasses, right? It's kind of that same thing well, where you, you fly down there and then you get to South Jordan. You get to Daybreak South Jordan and you've got that light where like Big O Tires is and where JCW's is mm -hmm. and where Smith's is and you, the, the Mountain View Village and that takes you in the Harriman and... And all of a sudden, you're, you're going from 85, 90. Frankly, I, I see people that do 85, 90, 100 on Mountain View Corridor every day. Yeah. And you're being asked to stop and break that down to 50 miles an hour. And it doesn't work. And then, and, and then you get out towards the 15, and it just doesn't work. So man. what does this really look like for those of us who live in Daybreak and who are going to experience well, this expansion? If you look at this map, right, yeah. and, and you go out to, to the Ochre region and you go down to Daybreak, what you see is that I think, I think they've got to ex expedite Bangor Highway getting built. Mm -hmm. You have to do it because if you don't expand Bangor Highway and if you don't take out those stoplights, like the stoplight at 98th has got to come out. I mean, you've got to expand the, 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 the roadways and you've got to make Mountain View Corridor. I have to think there's money to do that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It just makes yeah. no sense. The other thing is I think you're going to have to take out some of these traffic circles like Downtown Daybreak Soda Row is not ready for this. They're not ready for it. And you know what I think they're going to do? I think they're going to close. I think they're going to close Daybreak Parkway on game nights. I don't believe that you'll. And you know the other thing that's really scary about that? The, the U, U Health, that's my hospital. That's where my doctor is, my urgent care emergency room, like hospital. All of it, yeah. Right there in, in Daybreak. I, I just think it's going to be a calamity. They I, are they are going to give you, I have to believe they are going to give you discounted tickets and there will be free tracks transportation there. I have yeah, to think that's yeah. the only way it makes sense. Well, and that's the beautiful thing. So that tracks location is actually really nice. And there have been, so I've lived right where this is for going on three years now, I believe it is. And that tracks location is prime for the bees to sit there. It's nice. 
the stations are really nice. It's safe. Like it's 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 a really There's a nice... frontage road. Now, my only question is, my other question is, what does this do to crime rate in Daybreak? Oh, it goes way up. There's right. already in in Daybreak. I can tell you as a Daybreak resident, there's already a porch pirate problem. There's already a car theft, car right. crime problem. I think you're going to see like if you're like right in that area there, there's a there's got to be ten thousand apartments, mm -hmm. and there's only more going up. I think you're going to be you're going to see balcony pirates. I think you're going to see car crime. I think yeah. you're going to see garage crime. Yeah. But I, I think the bigger the bigger question is: Does anybody here care that Bees Baseball is leaving downtown? Oh, I think a lot of people care. You do? Oh yeah, I think a lot of people care. I I you know what I wish? If I'm being really honest, I wish that people had the passion um, about the Grizzlies that they do about the Bees because the Grizzlies offer you just as good of a product oh, as totally the bees agree. do. Totally and, and, agree. And my my thing with the lo like locationally, geographically speaking, it is way, way easier to get to the Mav and get out of the Mav than it is to get to the bees and get out of the bees because it's major freeway. You know, you're 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 now I know getting out of the Mav, you know, patience, totally get it. But once you're on the street, you're out. It's done. Right, like it's it's like that's it. So yeah. to me, thirty first, thirty fifth. Yeah, like it's it, it, two fifteen the belt e, loop. Yeah, you have you've Bangor access. You have two fifteen access. Like you have plenty of access. So that's what I'm saying. My only concern with this is just the traffic management. I hope, like you were just saying, I hope they close Dayberry Parkway. I hope they cut it off. Um, you know, once you get up to the first traffic circle heading towards. No, towards I hope they cut it off at fourth, and it's a local thoroughfare only. I think you have to force people to take tracks or you got to force them to come down Mountain, Mountain View, View Corridor. Yeah. You have to force it. Yeah. I, I I don't see any other way. Yeah. Uh, Boyd Lake, what's up? He says, so did they have to drain Ochre Lake with the drought? No, Ochre Lake was fine. It was stocked all season long. It's got fish and ducks and birds. But and it's self-managed too, though. You have to understand that. So they, yes. so it's, a, it's, you know, obviously, you know, man-made, like self-managed, like replaces its own water. Like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Troy Cushing said, this is going to choke the S out of Mountain View, two-lane two highway. They did a crappy job on that two-lane. They should have done four, and I think they're going to. But that's So that's the point, though. They didn't need to do four at that time. I agree with you. I agree with you, Troy, that, that they didn't need to do, or they should have done four, but they just didn't need to. But they needed another thoroughfare. Yes. So to me, it makes perfect sense. If you if you've ever driven Mountain View, you can look up and down that damn highway, and you know there is real estate for days to make a four lane freeway. Essentially, you know yep. that. So to me, it makes sense. Yep. Uh, Tom, good morning, Tom. What's up? He says, "Will they change the the track station name? Probably not. It'll always be Daybreak." Louis Capazzo. In order to keep up with other teams and not go broke, you have to make improvements. If this means moving, then you move, no matter how much history there is there. Totally. And agree what with happens that. if the ballpark they build is like twice as nice and oh, it's going to be a palace. Is way nicer and Dude, like, you know when since when has the LHM organization done things halfway? Mm -hmm. I I I don't think they have, and I think when you're building a baseball facility like this, and it's going to be. You know what it's going to do? I think it's going to be a community hub for Daybreak. I, because, again, if you don't know, there's all kinds of activities all summer long in Daybreak. Yeah. From concerts, food trucks, community rallies. Car like shows. Car shows. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff that happens in Daybreak. And I never knew it living here until I moved to Daybreak. I had no idea how amazing it is. And I'm a huge fan of Daybreak. The HOA sucks. Yeah. It, it really does. It does. But I can see them doing big outdoor concerts. 
I can see them doing... Well, because the problem right now in Daybreak, and, and this is something I experience uh, weekly, living where I live, you know, as we were showing you there by the track station, I experience this weekly in the summer, right? Driving home, there is a concert every Friday night during the summer for a particular amount of time, and it it absolutely causes i wouldn't say it causes chaos it's just busy on soda row it just is all the street parking's full they, they have this field that fills up and that's why i think that's part of this in lhm's mind in my opinion if you live in daybreak you understand okay there's not really a true facility to house that's the right. weekly summer concert that's or right. like all these things they want to do because when they're full those spill out onto the parkway yeah and it, it Soda Row is just bananas. It becomes a downtown esque complex. It's not that bananas. It's, not that it's some major metropolitan downtown, but it just feels that way. And and by the way, it needs to be said, it's already a hey, everybody walks around community. That's what Daybreak is. Yep. This hour of the show presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitstop.com, Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the Jeezy, St. George, uh, and Murray right there across on state from the mall. Yeah, I can't tell you enough how ma- how fun it's been to watch people fall in love with Asado seasoning. So awesome. Uh, so many of our listeners have, have sent us tweets and pictures, and so many of the guys in the membership group now have gotten Asado seasoning. I'm telling you, if it's the only thing you ever buy from, from Barbecue Pit Stop, that's probably foolish. Dude, we tried Asado seasoning on eggs yesterday. My God. Oh, my God. My God, dude. That's how Mind into blown. Asado seasoning I am. Mind blown. I am. I'm all in on it. I am a guy that... I like, I'm pretty rhythmic when it comes to food. Asado wings, asado eggs, asado ribs, asado moms. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> Outside of some chafing, asado makes everything better. Wow. And so what I would say is. Stay seated. You know. Uh, get to uh, bbqpitstop.com. And again, you know when you hear the name barbecue pit stop. The best barbecue equipment, whether that is a pellet smoker, a pizza oven, a Traeger, a big green egg, a Yoder, a camp chef, you name it. You know, when you hear barbecue pit stop, you're getting the best equipment. There's no doubt about that. The service and the people you get, that's what you're paying for at barbecue pit stop because you get outstanding customer service. You get outstanding. Hey, I'm on their website. I don't know. Hey, where's the Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles? You ask them, they'll point you right there. Hey, by the way, can I put that Asado seasoning on wings? What's the best way to do that? Hey, do I need to wrap my brisket? Hey, how long should I let my steak rest off the grill? Yeah. They're going to talk to you about that stuff. And the best part is like during the holidays, they had all these videos about smoking a turkey breast or making tacos or you just love those guys because all of those stores from Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray, those are all entrepreneurs, man. And they're just good people to do business with. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Get to bbqpitstop.com or go into any of their five Utah locations. All right, let's get some of your comments. Back to the Utah Jazz in eight minutes right here on the Monty Show. Uh, Mike Chase says, don't care. It's leaving downtown. The parking sucks. I agree with Monty on that one. It's a Mike, it's a major problem for me. It's why I don't go. And my wife, the first thing my wife said, I sent her a picture of the location where it was going to be in daybreak. She said, yay, we can walk to games. Yes, dude. It's exactly right. It's probably a 10-minute walk. I'm telling you guys, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love baseball. Baseball in this town is underserved. And I think part of that reason, with all due respect to that downtown location, it's just trouble. Like, it is. Like, it just is painful. And it's not a great neighborhood. There's not great parking. Yeah. 
it, it, it just it's a pain in the in the with the the track the train tracks right there and it's hard to get out of there, man. Like I think this is a home run for baseball in this town. It really is. Arlington Bears. Good morning, Chris. How are you, man? He says if you understand the long term planning um, for the Mountain View corridor is well planned. It is a well planned transit system. Yes. Yeah, and Chris does. By the way, I, I think. By the way, there's no better place for a jack in the box than uh, daybreak by Put the ballpark. Put it in the corner, man. I want my tacos and then I want baseball. Let's okay? go hit hit dingers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good to see you, Chris. Uh, by the way, did you hear the Bears yesterday, Chris Carn, saying that they're committed to Arlington Park? God. What a joke. They're moving off the lakefront, man, I'm telling you. But that's a different show. Uh, you know, Geoff says, I can't wait. I bet they'll uh, have a playground for kids, good food, everything. Jeff, yes. you're, see, Jeff yes. is like us. We all love baseball. There is a really good, albeit small, but mighty group of us here on the Monty Show that love baseball. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be amazing. C says, any chance we get an MLB team? I don't think so. No, I don't, but, but I think, I don't see, think so. That's a great question, though. Very pertinent. I think that's why this is happening. If I'm being honest, because I think I would guess I don't know them personally, don't have any information. Right. But I would guess that the LHM group understands, hey, there's not going to be a major league team here. So why don't we move this team, put it in a better location, bring better facilities, maximize you know, revenue, maximize revenue, do everything we can do to feed this thing. That's what this is about. So to yes. me, it's 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 much like all the stories you've told me about you guys going to the River Cats back in the day. Right, like where where you have this great experience, and it be, everyone thinks that oh my god, if you're not Major League Baseball, you're not the NBA or the NFL, the top tier in sport, that it can't be a great thing in the local community. I cannot wait to do shows in Daybreak. I if there, I, I'm t I am that into baseball. If there are games there, we'll do we'll, we'll do live shows. Way. We'll do we'll live shows way. down there. I cannot wait to do it. I. I I'm really excited about that. Uh, Troy Cushing, who's a member, says, great show today. Like always, guys. Thanks, Troy. Appreciate that. Mike Chase again says, I would probably attend more if it's out there. Totally agree. Ron, what's up? Says, does Daybreak have a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple? They do. Oh, the Ochre Temple. No, they have They have the Ochre Temple, and there's probably five stakes within 10 minutes drive of where I live. I mean, the population's exploding, so you know they're going to build more they're going to build more stakes. I mean, and with more stakes comes more temples. But the Ochre Temple is majestic. Holy cow. If you, you've seen the Ochre Temple, if you've ever driven through the Salt Lake Valley, even the, the I-15 corridor, you've seen it. It is, you know the church, man. They have the best, they have the best Brad, land. dude. And where that, where that, where the Ochre Temple is, you can't miss it. it, it you just can't. Uh, Preston says, did he just say Asado Moms? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What? No. Yes, yes, yes. No. Uh, Lewis says no jack up north. It can only be down south, so you have an excuse to come visit. Nah, sorry, man. Sorry, you know. I mean, where's that first one opening? Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. Excited about that. Preston says MLB baby. Yeah. Brandon Whiteside says go Raptors. Go Ogden Raptors. There go you Tigers. Go, go Tigers. Uh, no joke. I'll come see you guys at, uh, at ball games. Yeah, yeah Jeff. I'm super stoked, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so this is super stoked. So this is the kind of thing that makes it more palatable for me to be paying 1800, 1900 a month for a one bedroom. Well, you right are, here. you are I'm really, about it, dude. I'm not happy about yeah. it. I'm upset about it. It's I'm not... telling you that in the, in the next 18 months, well, and this is a non-sports story, but you got to prioritize buying a house. The, the mortgage rates are back in the low sixes. Like, yeah, for you specifically, if you're not out of there by 2025, it's a problem. 
we're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong. I'm, uh, I, that's, that's what I would say. All right, you guys ready to talk Utah Jazz basketball? Let's do it after these words from the advocates. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone, and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour, so I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call the advocates. Darn right. The Monty Show presented every single day by the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, the advocates, theadvocates.com. Chat with a lawyer for free online 24 hours a day at theadvocates.com. And by the way, remember, you never pay the advocates until they win your case. That's right. That means no big retainers. That means no consultation fees. That means they'll defer your medical bills. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Check them out online at theadvocates.com. Utah Jazz Basketball. So, uh, you know we've been telling you about a John Collins Utah Jazz trade. Uh, well, I thought it was fascinating last night that we got got the, the czar. Look at what Shams tweeted last night. Uh, a link to his article, and I'm a subscriber to The Athletic. Thanks a lot, Tony Jones. Uh, Sham says the Utah Jazz have been the most engaged team recently on a potential John Collins trade league sources say the Washington Wizards also have been among the teams expressing interest in Collins the Jazz have two pieces in Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt that could be of interest to the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. we've been telling you this for the better part of a month and really it's about six weeks and I think we were looking last night the first time we ever mentioned that the Jazz were interested in John Collins was July during silly season over the summer and and it's why I continue to tell you the Jazz are are one of the most aggressive teams on the phones and I think right now if if I had to gauge it the Phoenix Suns are the most aggressive team on the phones based on the people I talk to in the NBA. I don't e- I don't even think there's there's much doubt about that that they are they are one of the most aggressive teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The question is on a guy like Mike Conley. What is Mike Conley's value and what is the value proposition if you are the Utah Jazz? Is Mike Conley more valuable in developing or being a player coach? than a potential potential first-round pick for Mike in return? Well, of course not. If you're the Utah Jazz in the LA Clippers, who I, again, will continue to say are the best dance partners for the Jazz, as you will find out tonight, because the Clippers are in town at 7 o'clock. And by the way, the Jazz are a six-point favorite in that game. Mm-hmm. But the Clippers are in town tonight. They're without John Wall, who's got an abdominal injury. And, and I guess the real question here is, are you willing to pay John Wall half a season salary, a little less than that, if they're willing to, to take Mike Conley and, and you're able to make a deal that brings you draft capital? I, Jake, I don't see how you don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, John Collins is somebody that I think would make a, a, a big difference for the Utah Jazz in a number of different ways. And, and I love Mike Conley. You know, love Malik, obviously. But these are guys that are that are trade ships. And, and, I, and I really feel like the Utah Jazz... Can't be emotional. And I don't think they're being emotional. I think Jazz fans are just sitting here waiting for something to go down, as you should be. And I think that when I look at John Collins, I I, I think about, hey, you get John Collins in this system, you get him paired up with David Fisdale, and, and what do you know? The guy becomes a better player, right? If John Collins, let me put it to you this way. If John Collins ever became a 20 and 10 guy, reliably, every single night, what would that do for this organization? So now you've got a guy in Walker Kessler, 
who's already proven to be a 20 and 10 guy pretty regularly, right? Then I look at, okay, let's say that John Collins is that same kind of guy. And then you just got to build out your 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 guards and your and your wing. You're in a good place. You are. And so to me, this deal is going to get done at some point. You I, and again, I don't know what the price is going to be or what the total three team you know setup looks like. You know, we have some idea. We've we've told you what generally speaking what the setup would be. But at the end of the day, this just comes down to the fact that both of these teams, the Jazz and the Hawks have what they need to be dance partners. And it comes down to who's going to be that third team. That's right. So to me, yeah, the Suns are a nice third team. Yeah, the Wizards have some options. But but at the end of the day, I just hope that the Jazz can pick up John Collins because I, I see the potential there. And I think one of the, the more interesting names that we've thrown around on this show is Kyle Kuzma. Because I do think Kyle Kuzma has a lot of value around this league. And I think... I think Atlanta would love to add Kyle Kuzma to their roster because I think he does. If you have Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and Kyle Kuzma, I think those three guys together are very dynamic on the floor because they all do different things. Right. And yet, I think those different things complement each other. And I think if John Collins is out of that equation, that brings a little more you know, ease. That brings a little more smoothing out of rotations, ball movement. Because there's not a lot of basketballs to go around in Atlanta, let's be honest. Yeah. And then if you if you look at Phoenix, and I still think the best deal is Utah, Atlanta, and Phoenix. That's a deal that should happen. There's no reason for that deal not to happen. If you look at what Phoenix has to offer, whether that is Jay Crowder, whether that is Cam Johnson, they have trade pieces. You have a guy in you know in in Monty Williams who. I think is all in on winning a championship right now. And if you can make a deal with, with the Phoenix Suns and, and Dario Sarge on an expiring deal comes back to you with John Collins and two first-round picks, why would you not want to do that deal? Because I think Malik Beasley, I think Mike Conley, I think THT, I think Jay Crowder, I think, I mean, you have Bogdan Bogdanovich is a great fit. If you send Jay Crowder to Atlanta and Bogdan Bogdanovich to Phoenix, and they end up with a, a grouping of players there from the Jazz and from the Suns, that makes all the sense in the world. And let's not forget that the Phoenix Suns have all of their future draft capital. They control all of it. You have the framework to make a deal. The question is, was Danny's appetite too big in in? early January and will it be more realistic at the trade deadline I think so and I've heard this repeatedly about Danny Ainge when it comes to trading Jordan Clarkson he expects two first round picks and one of those is going to be this year and I think that is a huge asking price for Jordan Clarkson as a starting point hey two first round picks that's the starting point man that feels like an awful lot to ask for JC who's on an expiring deal let's not forget he's got wow. a player option for next for this summer yeah so I think it makes it much more difficult to get leverage in a deal for JC on top of the fact that I don't believe Ryan Smith wants to trade Jordan Clarkson, but knows he can't extend him and damn well knows that it's a huge risk to let him go to free agency. Yeah. Whereas, hey, let's see what we can work out. Let's see what we can get in return for Jordan. Mm -hmm. And then let's see if we can bring him back. Is that realistic? Probably not. Jordan Clarkson's a guy that you are going to see on the trade block. He's a guy that you're going to hear about. You're going to hear about Beasley. You're going to hear about Conley. 
You're going to hear about THT's $10 million deal. Yeah. You're going to hear about, about these guys in the Jazz. And I think the Jazz are going to make two significant deals. And I do think that Danny Ainge will add at least one more first-round pick in the upcoming draft. Yeah, and this whole concept about you know Jordan hitting free agency at the end of this year when you're doing a deal at the deadline... Like, to me, when we talk about, like, hey, Danny's elite at painting the picture, like, I think Danny's going to try and use that as leverage. He's going to try and figure out a way where he can paint a picture where it's like, all right, I'm doing business with, like, yeah. let's say, I'll just use Boston just as an example. I'm not saying that Boston has interest, but just as an example, right? Hey, all right, Boston, you're a championship caliber team. Here's my price, two first-round picks, and one of those has to be in this year's draft. Right. And Boston to say, well, it's an expiring deal. You know, he doesn't quite have that much value, but hey, he's going to help you guys win a championship. And isn't that what matters? If you win a championship and he doesn't resign with you, was it worth it to do this deal? Well, yeah, of no. course. Okay, great. Let's do it. Like, that's what Danny is elite at. I feel like the more and more I watch this guy operate, you know, obviously being outside, I'm not in the room, not hearing the conversations, but just based on the deals he gets done, I have to believe that's how he goes about it. Like, I, I don't know how else you would get the Minnesota Timberwolves to agree to pay $100 million to two bigs and give you everything they gave you. How does, how, like, how does that even happen? That's, yeah. that's why I think Danny's so good. Yep, I agree. Make sure you hit the like button right now. Give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Thanks for being here this morning as we talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show. We really appreciate everybody who's here. You know, I, I think the one thing I'll do before we go back to your comments how much does the Boyan Bogdanovich trade weigh on this team right now? I think it's more than you realize. Mm -hmm. and, and I say that because Boyan Bogdanovich is going to get Detroit a first-round pick. And that hurts, man. Like, And I know that Detroit has said they don't want to trade him. NBA sources have told me that they would, they would trade him. And it will require a first-round pick plus other compensation. We talked about it on this show when that went down. That was a mistake. They, in my opinion, acted in spite against the Lakers and gave Boyan Bogdanovich away. You got a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal, and you gave Detroit a, a, a Christmas gift in, in Boyan Bogdanovich? That's right, T. That just didn't make a lot of sense. And I do think Kelly Olynyk is a guy that the Clippers would have interest in because they have zero depth it, it, at center right now. It, it is Evita Zubats and not a lot of other people. I do think that you can flip Kelly Olynyk. That doesn't mean that you made, a, in, in my opinion, a pretty significant mistake in trading Boyan Bogdanovich for a bucket of balls. Right. Like, I just think, Deep I think that real. was, I, it, it, seriously, I think that was a mistake. And I think when you, when you look at what's going on with this club right now, I think that if you, if you either still had Boyan, or you had moved him for a first-round pick, you wouldn't be missing Kelly Olynyk right now. Well, and it would enable you to make the the Jordan trade for one pick instead well, of two. And I also think you would have you would have done something different. And I that's why I say tonight is a really important game that you watch. Watch the Clipper game and ask yourself, how does Mike Conley fit into that lineup? How does Kelly Olynyk fit into that lineup? Think about that stuff. Yeah. Because if you trade KO, you've got a Micah Potter, you've got a you know a Doak like. There are bodies that you can put there, yeah. right? If if you wind up doing a deal with Phoenix and you end up with, you know, Bismack Biombo, let's say, or you end Dario up with Saric. Dario Saric and you, you actually have a power forward that you can use with Walker Kessler. Like, there are deals to be done to get value for the guys on this roster. 
That Boyan Bogdanovich trade is going to that is going to give you blue balls for a significant amount of time. Yeah, and, and hey, if you, I mean, I, you know, maybe maybe Danny considered that, right? Like maybe he considered that when he made the deal. Maybe 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 there. I mean, I I I have to believe that that deal got him in the good graces of the of the Detroit Pistons, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do something nice for another team, I would expect there to be some kind of handshake deal about. Hey, I'm going to come back to you at some point, and I expect preferential treatment on what I request. Yep. Right? Maybe he's got something like that. Yep. Uh, Andy Yu, good morning, says um, swap Aiton and Gobert in 2021. Um, do the Jazz replace the Suns in the finals? Oof. Uh, see, that's, I mean, look, that's I get why you're thinking about that, but I just, I, you know, and, and I'm not trying to discount the comment, but I, I just, that's just a different conversation, man. Like we, I don't think like, you I can. Just, I don't think you can work the time machine. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. playing the what if game on Aiton and Gobert is. Although just, I will say DeAndre Aiton's one of the hottest guys in the NBA right now. Like he's a guy that's in demand. And I was told yesterday that Mitchell Robinson and DeAndre Aiton are absolutely available in trade. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are two really intriguing names. I know the Clippers would love to get their hands on Mitchell Robinson, um, because I, I also think that that. If you have two guys who could be number one fives for you in Ivica Zubats and Mitchell Robinson, I think I think you would do that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Because I don't know that 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 Zoo or Mitchell are 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 number ones. I, I, I don't know if that's the case. Well, it, I think that Mitchell could be a number one given some development. I mean, I, he's got the body, he's got the speed, the athleticism. Yeah, and his contract, and I should look up Mitchell Robinson's contract before I say this, but Mitchell Robinson just signed an extension, mm-hmm. which is why he it, he was not available for trade until January 15th. Yeah. But Mitchell Robinson's contract, if my memory serves, is only like 15 million bucks a year. Yeah, it's 17, 15, 14, and 12. Yeah. He's not an unrestricted free agent until 2026. That's a big... That's going to take up uh, on average ten percent of your salary cap over the next three seasons. Yeah, I mean that's something that you you I think you would be happy about. And for for my money, anyways, I looking at at him as a as a what was that make him a forty seven million dollar player? I'd be thrilled with that. Yeah, or a thirty two million dollar player. I guess I don't know. I think you'd be thrilled with that. And I think Mitchell Robinson's a very interesting player. And, and I think this also takes us back to that conversation. About hey, is can Danny Ainge and can Leon Rose make a deal after the the tumultuous conversations they had in the summer? Yusuf says uh, Malik being twenty six doesn't help. I don't think his age is a factor. No, the guy is the guy's a knockdown shooter. Yeah. Uh, James Jones says why Boyan trade is still bad. Try to convince me otherwise. I don't think I can convince you otherwise. I think it's a bad deal. Uh, I think it's a bad deal. Brett Robbins says Ainge owed KO a favor. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Lewis says yes, yes, yes with the Clippers trade. John Wall can ride the pine until his bum is one big festered mess. Yes, yes, yes. John, uh, Wall's, got, okay. John Wall's got value as a player in this league. Mm-hmm. I think this podcast that came out yesterday where he was ripping the Houston Rockets is a bad look. I don't think that helps him, but... I think he's got. I think he's got talent that could that you could use to contribute. Kurt Myers, how the heck are you? Um, Lewis says good morning. Uh, Paul Grip Paul says morning. Hello. Uh, let's see. Cheetah Cheeto. The Jazz will lose Jordan Clarkson in free agency. I believe they would. Undoubtedly, I believe they would. Brett Robbins says Jordan Clarkson is no two 
first round picks, but it'll do. Well, I mean, I think Danny has, and he should. He should have an exceptionally high asking price for Jordan Clarkson. I agree. But that expiring deal does not help a trade for Jordan Clarkson. It does not. And again, that's why I say, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm keeping Malik Beasley and Jordan Clarkson in different deals. I'm making two different deals. Uh, Ken, who's a member, says crazy things coming for this team. Yep. It is. Ken, thanks for being a member of the Monty Show. Uh, Cheetah Cheeto, Ochai Baji better not get traded. He's becoming a solid two-way player. But is he really a guy whose hill you're going to die on? Are you like, nope, can't make that trade for, for Jesus Christ at power Jesus forward because Ochai Baji, you're not doing that. You would In trade God's him. name, image, and likeness. You would trade him. Yes, you would. Uh, Fat Jesus, heading back for rotator cuff surgery. Thanks for keeping me distracted this morning. Damn. Oh, geez. Fatty, I hope you're all right. Are you cool, dude? I hope you're Whoa. okay. Please keep us, keep us updated, man. Fat! Rotator cuff surgery is no bueno. It is not fun. The mayor of Monty Town. Damn. Jeremy Bolton in the hizzy. Fat Jesus, yeah, good luck, man. This rotator cuff, uh, those rotator cuffs are no joke. I think that's hip one. Hope everything goes well. Absolutely. I hope everything goes well. Stretch says, what do you think of KO going to Golden State for Wiseman? KO fits well with that team as a stretch big. Well, I mean, his okay. best asset but, is that he's a three-point shooter. But hold on, hold on. What did you just say? KO for James Wiseman? That's not going to happen. That ain't happening, dude. Yeah, I no mean, I, I, we talked about it Monday on the show. I would love them to do a James Wiseman deal. It's not going to be for Kelly Olynyk. No. It, it, it's not. They don't need more three-point shooting. They need defense, and they need, they need Ochai Akbaji. They need, they need wings that can defend. And I think Kavan Looney is a fine five. Mm -hmm. He's a fine five. And I think when you, when you look at Dre, and, uh, Dre, Steph, and Clay, they need those three guys to be healthy. And really, Dre and Clay have not been healthy at all. Yeah. And Draymond Green, I thought his return to Boston the other night was great. He's just not the same player anymore. So they don't need a stretch five. They need an athlete that can can spell Dre. Like they need a bunch of stuff because they're relying on Kaminga and Wiseman's really not been a factor since the injury. I would make the deal. I love, I would love to take. Hey, you can have Kelly Olinick if you give us James Wiseman. Hell yes, every day. I want more. We'll send a plane. Yeah. We'll pack, we'll pack KO's stuff. I would Jilly do that Jilly. deal. Jilly. Jilly. Today, yeah. Uh, Ken Williams gives us a ten dollar tip. Appreciate you, Ken. You, uh, Ken, you can also tip us. Become a member of the show. Nine ninety nine a month. You get into our exclusive content folder here on YouTube. You also get into our exclusive members only chat on Instagram, which trust me when I say has been the best part of this membership program we rolled out last week. So we had we had this this trade talk that we're having this conversation about. We had all this a month before Shams did. You know, when the Instagram group had it, three days before you guys had it in the public, right? So if you're in the Instagram group, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're in a great place. And again, to be in the Instagram group, you got to be a member of the show. And yes, yes, we do check almost on a daily basis. We keep running tabs on it. So to me, I just, look, I think uh, the, the membership thing has been incredibly valuable for us. It's been a lot of fun to be able to create custom content for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it. There is a, a, a promotion happening for members right now. Uh, that is an event that's not in this city that we're going to be meeting people at, uh, that only members know about. 
And that's part of the value we bring you for your $10 a month. We know it's another $10 thing, right? It's another Netflix subscription. It's another thing. But what we're telling you is that, hey, we're a small local business. We're trying to provide you guys the most value possible. So when we do merch, members are going to have first access of that merch for a week at a time. And if it sells out, it sells out. Tough luck, right? Uh, you know, it, when we do giveaways on the channel, members are going to have five times entry, right? So if you're paying to be part of that membership, you're going to get everything first and you're going to be prioritized. And that's why we say, join it. You're going to get information and you're going to be prioritized. It's, it's pretty valuable. Yeah. I, I agree. It's going to be, this is going to be a, a great spring season for us. This event that's coming up on March 10th, uh, which is, uh, a 50th birthday bash. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's going to be amazing. It is absolutely going to be amazing. We're having, we're having, we're having a party, an exclusive party at the Maverick center during the Grizzlies game. And not everybody's getting into the party. So just saying, yep. Uh, you got to hook it up. And by the way, um, Max Tooley is going to be there from BYU. I'm not ready to tell you we have a commitment from a Ute. A starter on defense is going to join us at that party as well, but I'm not ready to commit to that yet. Um, you're going to have a chance to meet and greet with them, watch Grizzlies hockey with them. We're working on a we're working on a prize giveaway that is going to blow your mind. Like it, it that event on March 10th is become something. Special. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Kurt Myers says, Bay, Bay News reported that Tommy's contract ends after the Super Bowl and that he uh, will weigh his options then, but he's leaning towards retirement. Yeah, his he has an agreement with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Tom Brady, that they will not tag him or restrict him. He is an unrestricted free agent as soon as the league year begins. So... Who knows? We'll see. Uh, James Jensen uh, says, in a rebuild, is the lineup the same as a championship contender? Because I want Walker starting. Dude, preach to the choir, bro. We talked about this yesterday. We did a whole segment on it. We did a YouTube short on it. Walker Kessler needs to start the rest of the season. Yeah. And Kelly Olynyk has been the starting five here. I just think that's a mistake. Walker is showing you. I think he is playing some of the best five in this league right now. Mm-hmm. It, total package-wise, no, he's not Joel Embiid. But, I mean, if you look at if you look at any of the other fives in this league, it's tough to say that you wouldn't rather have Walker Kessler mm -hmm. because the upside potential is so significant. So specific to the Jazz, why are you playing Kelly Olynyk over Walker Kessler? It makes no sense. <coughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Because you have plenty of three-point shooting on this team. Plenty of three-point shooting. Louis Capazzo says, 212 watching and only 74 likes. Come on, people, hit the like button. It's not that hard. Let's go. Yeah, we've had almost 2,000 people watch the show this morning, and we only have 77 likes. Hook it up. Hit the like button. It really does help the channel grow. And again, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, it makes a big difference on the show when you guys hit the like button. We're trying to get to 10,000 likes or, Sub. excuse me, subscribers. When you like the show, it pings YouTube. Just so you know. When you like the show, it tells it tells YouTube it's a good show, hey, and YouTube kicks it out. We're at 9,468. Mm-hmm. Woo! 9,468 subscribers. Yeah. That's We're crazy. Coming. We're 532 away from 10,000. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's crazy. going to happen under two years, I think. That is absolutely... Oh, yeah. Our two-year anniversary is in April. Something like that. That's crazy. 
Absolutely crazy. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. What's up, Papa Murphy's Pizza? Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 hairs or more. Let me ask you this in the chat. Do you guys like the National Football League? Because there has been this constant narrative that the National Football League is dying. That the National Football League is not healthy and people are cutting the cord because they knelt down. All this nonsense for the last five years. Yet, you get the news yesterday that the most watched NFL playoff game since 1999 was Monday night between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Disney's largest NFL audience since Super Bowl XL in 2006. Third most watched NFL game in Disney's history and projected to be the Walt Disney Company's most watched playoff game ever when the final numbers come in. So do you guys like the NFL? I'm a passionate NFL guy. The only professional sport that I think my wife really enjoys watching, National Football League. Is it my favorite? No. But dude, there is nothing better than an NFL game Mm -hmm. on a Sunday with some wings on the Traeger smoker. There's nothing better than that. And I'm curious, where, like, do you like the NFL? Like, where do you come down on yeah, NFL I mean, football? I, I like the NFL. I, it really bothers me, the concussion stuff and the injury stuff. And, like, the DeMar Hamlin thing really shook me, man. I was like, dude, you got people dying out here. Like, quite literally dying on the football field. Like, yeah. I just, and I know it was a freak thing and it's not a regular occurrence. I, I, I know. But I'm just saying, like, you look back at this season, Tua's, like, four concussions now. Like, Yeah, that's tough, like, dude. Dudes are melting their brains and being hospitalized regularly in this sport. And I get it. It's a physical game. I understand. I'm not even saying that, you know, that that, that like ruins it for me. But when you ask me, hey, do I enjoy it? I'm not ready to say that I enjoy it 100% of the time. But I am ready to say that I definitely watched all of the Cowboy and Tampa game. I did. 100% I did. And, and, and the reality is... Even if we didn't do the show, and even if I didn't need to be educated on that game, I probably still would have watched a good bit of it. Yeah. So that's the reality. I love the NFL. I'm a, I, I, if it's on, I'm watching. Jeff Johnson says, NFL is great, just more intensely than college football, but I love both. Um, Brett Robbins says, I've stopped watching the season for about five years, but I still watch the playoffs. Basketball's just more entertaining for me. Yeah, and that's I fair. would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, LOL, the NFL is doing great. Thumbs up, it is. I would agree with that. Um, Boyd Lake says, has the NFL ever been bigger? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think that's why, like, the Amazon streaming deal on Thursday night, I think it's going to take time. But you can't tell me next season's not going to be a bigger season for Amazon than it was this year. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, going tra- to be. They're training... They're training listenership. And my, my biggest thing with Amazon, again, I still maintain that it's got to be a more total package. You have to have more value than just Thursday night. And again, yes. I know we, if you've been listening to us, we've talked all about the Pac-12 thing and Amazon, and you can go and find that total conversation. But I look at Amazon and I say, okay, they're either going to go all in on NFL or they're going all in on Pac-12. Or both. Or both, I guess. But you know but- what the funny thing is? You have somebody like an HBO Max that had – um, you know, training camp, what, it, what uh, hard, knocks hard knocks in season. Yeah. I didn't watch a single Not second a single of that. Sec. 
But what did I watch on Amazon? Finished watching Coach Prime last night. Great show. Compelling show. My wife loved that show, I think. I loved it on Amazon. I didn't watch Hard Knocks on HBO Max, which I have a membership to. I didn't watch Hard Knocks, but I did watch Coach Prime on Amazon. I just think Amazon is is now in the lexicon of sports fans. You now know, and that's why I think Amazon's uniquely positioned to add college football. If Amazon adds a Pac-12, I think it's a win. Jeremy Bolden, my guy, he says, NFL is probably number three on my list. College football, number one. Alex Caruso highlights number two. <laughs> then the NFL. Don't forget Spartan races. Don't forget Spartan races. Caruso highlights number two, Brett Robbins says. Uh, I don't disagree. Ken Williams uh, says, I'd rather give 10% of, uh, to the homeless than to the church. Woo. Well, what do you mean by that? Oh, Ron Nolan. I have I've heard from authority that the $10 membership to the Monty Show would be tithing deductible. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I was hanging out with JC last night, and he was telling me, you know, that he had was he was fixing a bunch of problems around the world and in the universe and stuff, rearranging things. Oh, you JC isn't Jordan Clarkson. That's that's Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus de Cristo. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Just yeah. so people weren't confused. Jesus de Cristo. That's right. my dude. Right. Anyway, yeah. so you were chilling with JC. Yeah. So you know, we were tilting back a couple of pops, and he was telling me that you know, hey, you know, now that I'm done fixing this over here and that over there, um, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and make the Monty Show membership tithing deductible. Word for word. I don't word. see an issue. Word for I word. Mean, I don't see an issue. Yeah, I don't see the the, the issue either. And in fact, I would tell Ron you Dolan, that uh, I, I expect you to join now because we've established. I mean, that, I've told you, know? you it came yeah. from a very high source. Yeah. There goes that cat sprinting down the corridor. Well, you I know where he was going. He was bear. going to get the membership. Well, yeah, he was going to get to his computer yeah, so he could on, join dude. the Monty Let's Show go. membership. I mean, what are we even talking about here? Uh, Lopesman Gabe says, I wanted to like Hard Knocks in season, but just didn't find the story uh, telling all that compelling. I've heard that from a lot of people, which is why I haven't watched. You know, uh, Nolan says, uh, YouTube just bought Sunday ticket for $2 billion. Yeah. yeah. YouTube TV. I subscribe. I totally subscribe. Capazzo says, that cat was headed down to the litter box, apparently, because yep. he was sprinting. Probably scared of us. Tyler P says, well, the view said tackle football is inappropriate. So I guess the NFL is dying. Damn, Damn. it. The, by the way, yeah. rest in peace, Barbara Wawa. Damn. Barbara Walters, underappreciated. Yeah. Uh, Yusuf says, can we trade the cat? It gets you a first round pick. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not for nothing. Uh, San Diego State says, my people know I'm fifty year old, uh, a 50-year Raider fan. I love the NFL, but the TB12 that comes to the Raiders, I take a year off. Really? You will stop it. Buddy, buddy rolled out hashtag Bro. tuck rule my ass. Well, first of all, M Mrs. Monty and I were watching the tuck rule at the BJ's Brew House in Burbank, California, and it was a fraudulent attempt to get Tommy a, a, a Super Bowl. It wasn't. The tuck rule. Um, you're not, you're going to watch Tom Brady wear the silver and black. Yar. Come on, guy. Yar. Hey, on. look at that. Look at that. New member. Stop the music. Turn, turn it up. Turn me up. Turn Stop me up. Stop the music. How about Tom joining Let's the go, membership? Tom. Let's, Let's go. go Good job. Tom now gets access to our members-only chat on Instagram. You get the exclusive content here on Jutub. Uh, You get access to our March 10th birthday bash, which is going to be crazy. Uh, I'm so excited about that promotion. Yes. Building that promotion and, and talking to the community and people being excited about it. Yes. Dude, I cannot wait. 
for that. I, I absolutely cannot wait for that. So everybody welcome Tom into the Monty show club. Remember, let's Tom, go DM me on Instagram. Again. Let's go. DM yeah. Me on Instagram. So you can get into the chat. It's well worth it. DM Jake on Instagram to get you into the exclusive mem members only chat. Uh, SLC Jake on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow Jake as well. His paltry following is embarrassing for the show. I know it's kind of yeah, it's um, kind of a joke, dude. You know, so so make sure you follow him. And while you're following him, uh, why don't you also uh, get the uh, Papa Murphy's mobile app? Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal, which means I make more great pizza, a lot more. That's our extra-large New York-style take-and-bake pizza. And it's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven, and only $9.99. Do I have to share it? It's recommended, but not required. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. Such a great deal. Order now at papamurphys.com. And then I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza presents Football at 50. Make sure you order the uh, NYXL. Use the promo code MONTE25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, let's be honest. The best pizza is traditional crust with barbecue sauce. Pile on whatever madness you want after that. Make sure you get the meatball marinara. It's only for a limited time. And then get the take and bake uh, cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Done. Stud. Your family is going to love you Boom. forever. Boom. Monty25 is the promo code. Hey, it's 8 o'clock on the Monty Show. Happy birthday, Eric C., one of our favorite San Diegans. He's a listener in San Diego. His girlfriend uh, hit me on the DMs last night. All your girlfriends do. Uh, you know. But uh, Eric C.'s girlfriend hit me on the DMs last night and said, Hey, your boy's birthday is tomorrow. Your boy. And I say, happy birthday, my guy. Eric C., what about Dilly, dilly, dilly. My hat, tilt one back for me. Get to Old Town. Have those fresh-made curbside tortillas at Los Coyotes. We got to make an Old Town San yes, Diego run yes, soon. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, have, one, have a couple of pops for us, dude. Happy birthday, Eric C. Yes. Love you, my guy. Thanks for being here. Really good to have you on the program. Eric C., everybody in the chat, wish Eric C. a happy birthday. Hey, look at that. There he is. Eric C. What's up? She is the best. Your girlfriend is program. Why you haven't put a ring on it? I don't know. Uh, but you absolutely should do that. So yeah. happy birthday, Eric. Good to see you. Uh, let's go. James Jensen says fantasy basketball. Add me, Monty. No, no, I don't nah. play fantasy basketball. Nah, I actually would. And I enjoy it. You got to have Luca on your team, apparently. And I can't because I hate Luca. <laughs> I respect the hell out of him. But I hate Luca, you know. Uh, Yusuf says, "I never get sick of hearing Kawhi's laugh. Nobody does, dude. It's it. it, it Nobody does. Is. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's the best. Louis Capazzo. Uh, we're gonna have to block Louis. Um, he he apparently is on heavy hallucinogens this Buddy's morning. Been hanging out with Caleb. It, we can't be doing uh, pepperoni on pizza. Come on, guy. As men, come on." With testosterone in our bodies. But you already know that Papa Murphy's rolls out the triple pep for a limited time each year. So just do it then. Like, don't yes. do it all year. Exactly you know right. I mean? Exactly right. Brett Robbins says, uh, lots of haters of greatness in here today. Probably. Just saying, by the Probably. way, in the membership group, we're approaching 60 members now. Just saying. 
So that's you know, so cool. In a week, in a week and a half or whatever it is. Like your odds of getting into the birthday party are really good right now if you join the membership. Wow. And look at Tom. Tom, the newest member, says took a poop today, did the lean to wipe. Team, team lean. Team, team lean. lean. That's my guy right there. Oh, team lean. Man. I'm team stand and squat. <laughs> I'm not I am not team lean. This topic has taken over the show, dude. Dude. Lean versus stand. Yeah. Like, take it over. Lopes Fan Gabe says, the only thing better than Kawhi Leonard's laugh is uh, that Mrs. Monty impersonation of Kawhi Leonard's <laughs> laugh. Oh, my God. Oldie but a goodie. So funny. We're trying to get Mrs. Monty on the show. She just, you know, she doesn't like you guys. Uh, that's not true. That's not, No, Lewis, stop. What? Pep, dip your pepperoni in blue cheese. Come on, guy. It's disgusting. Come on now. Well, remember, I, well, remember, <coughs> I like blue cheese, Lewis. <laughs> 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 Jeff Johnson is team lean. Yeah, How did we get it? Team lean. How Let's did go. we get with a stand versus lean? Let's go. Team lean. I don't know who came up with that, but that's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing, dude. Yep, there you go. Here we go. Raphael's team lean. <laughs> team lean. San Diego State says my born day is this Friday, by the way. Let's go. Oh, man. Let's go. Uh, Jeremy Bolt says I talked to that Maverick cat. He says only casual sit and wipe. Thank you. <laughs> Standing power. See? Let's Bolton, go. Bolton's got your back, dude. That's why you are the mayor. Uh, Andy Yu uh, says, do you guys see the Kings as contenders or pretenders? Fourth and West. Come oh, on, Andy. How do we get off Team Lean to talk about the Kings? Yeah, you, you got it. To have a take, you got to be Team Lean or Team Standing yeah. Power. Yeah. Uh, the Kings are absolutely contenders. Yeah. That, that, that team is... That team is... They're close. They need one more. They need know. another piece. Justin... So I'm not doing this butthole chat today. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No. Let's settle this right now. No. Look, Justin Salas. Yes, bidets are amazing. No, I'm not doing it today. Fucking A. My <laughs> wife has been riding me to get a bidet Whoa. for... Okay. Whoa. This is a PG-13 show. <laughs> it's a PG-13 show. My wife has been encouraging me to get a bidet for... Please. Uh, uh, for, uh, it feels like years now. Yeah. You know. Uh, Lee Jensen, who's a member of the program, says, hey, since I was the first Lee to join membership, can I be Lee Prime? Yeah. yeah I mean, sure. Sure. Sure, Lee Change Prime. Change your name to Lee Prime. I'll call you Lee Prime every day. Yeah. Uh, Brett Robbins says, there is no way all you guys are leaners. Yes, There's no chance. Lean, there bro. is no chance. Yes. No, I agree. Okay, real quick. In the Instagram group yesterday, there was, I can't remember who said it, but basically it was said that that person had never heard of people standing to clean themselves after they do their business. And I'd never heard of it either. So how that's why I'm Team here? Lean. That's just what it I is. I can't remember how we got here. Do you guys use the poop stools for your feet? The little... Do you use one of those? I, I've always considered I, getting one. But I, I want one. Because it's so much better for your, your, poop, your poop health. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Uh, but those little poop stools that you put your feet yes. on that raise your... the angle. It does. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it greases yeah. the skids a little right, bit. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. Uh -huh. that, Jeff Johnson says that was me who said that in, yeah. in the yeah. chat Yeah, so yesterday. like that's my point. Like People didn't know that was a thing. Team wipe to dry with the win. Yeah. Uh, squatty potty. Exactly right. Oh. Uh, Raphael says, I want to get a bidet too. I, I'm done. No, I am not. At least play the butthole drop. But I am not doing this today. <laughs> 
We cannot do two straight days of butthole talk on this show. Well, that's what we're doing. No, we cannot do this. We cannot do this. Yeah, I am telling you, Raphael. I'd like a bidet too. Uh, Lee Jensen says. Uh, Lee Prime says, if you run out of toilet paper, are you using your sock? Butthole. No, because on the butthole, we use moist, flushable wipes. Butthole. That's worth the discussion. Ain't nobody supposed to be using toilet paper. I'm not a TP paper. guy. I'm not. Not at all. Moist, flushable wipe, bro. No, man. Moist, flushable wipe. Exactly right. Boyd Lake says bidet is the way to go. Not everyone has a billion dollars for a bidet. Us poor have to use a wipe strategy. Yeah. Stand and squat. That's right. Y'all feel me? Let's do a poll, bidet or not bidet, make it happen. I'll pass it by the city council later today. Wow. Kurt Meyer says this is potty training for men. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. This is the Monty Show presented by The Advocates. <laughs> Get to that. Find the best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com. Um, you can chat with an attorney live online 24 7 uh, at theadvocates.com. You just hit the button and it's always free to chat because you don't ever pay the advocates up front. No big retainers. No consultation fees. They're going to help you defer your medical bills. And the thing that I really respect about the advocates is that they understand that when you've been in a wreck, it's one of the worst days of your life. If you got hurt at work, it's one of the worst days of your life. That's right. They do workman's comp. Are you fighting for your social security, your own, your parents, your grandparents? Call the advocates. They also help you with that. Like it, There's just so much that they do because they know that a lot of these situations are very difficult to deal with in your life. That's why you get to theadvocates.com for all of our listeners in Arizona. Really love having you guys here. Yes. Uh, they just opened their office in Arizona, so theadvocates.com. Uh, how do you know the water stream is lined up on the bidet? Is this Ooh, like a Top a Gun question. radar lock situation? Do I get a screen and a joystick? I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I can't even imagine the visual on that, bro. I can't. Lopes fan Gabe, I cannot unhear that. <laughs> Do you have a screen <laughs> and a radar lock? A joystick? Oh, what? Dude. Dude. That's hilarious. Come on. I've got a shot. I'm taking it. <laughs> what are we doing? Look at Brett Stubbs. I hop back on the chat, and it's all about bidets and butt wipes. Yeah, like, we didn't even take it here. The chat did. I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh, God. And now you. Kurt Myers is like, warm or cold water? I am not Dude. spraying my brown eye with cold water. Dude, you, wait, you can heat your toilet bowl water? It, well, I just assumed a bidet used warm water. Wow. And it's not Dude, from Dude, your... for my bidet people, I know it's not from the toilet bowl water, but you get what I'm saying. My bidet people, is it warm water? Or is it cold water? Are you cold plunging twice a day because you're a bidet guy? God. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this, sir? <laughs> like, what? where did I go wrong with you? In like, God's name. No. Image. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, my God, dude. Jeremy Bolton says bidets use warm water. It's the best. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Tom, what kind of question are we getting? <laughs> Poop before or after a this shower? Nobody poops. Answer. Nobody poops after a shower. No. no, dude. Oh, my God. Can't do it. Dude. Dude. Merc Life makes a great point. Cold if you're poor. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you know. Oh. I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every fucking time. Yeah, Jake's a warm water guy, clearly. 
What are we doing? Anybody who tries a bidet, they never go back, Yusuf says. Arlington Bears, as a guy who had looked at what flushable wipes do to the sewer system, you should never use them. Why? See, See why do you do this, man? Why you be keeps in it real, Chris Carr? They're not Build good. Build respect. Kanai Johnson says, Pop, Top Gun while pooping? Miracle One goes, that's a good hit. I'm telling you. I don't know how to control this chat. I don't do Instagram. What do I do now? Well, you join the show. Yeah, so you got to... So on your... So, Ron... Are you an iPhone or are you an Android? And the only reason I ask you that is because depending on what device you use, it'll look different. Join the show. Trust me, it's worth it. Boyd Lake says pooping ruins a perfectly good shower. Definitely should be done before. Yeah. You don't poop after the shower, you guys. <coughs> you just don't do that. Yeah, you don't. You, you, you don't do that, Yeah, friends. Come on. Come on. My God. Okay. Can we can we actually like I don't know talk Utah Jazz basketball presented by Quick Quack Car Wash? Can we actually do that? Speaking of yeah. bidets, your car yeah. deserves a bidet. Go to Quick Quack Car Wash uh, for the best car wash in the business. Uh, they're just really friendly people, and they present our jazz and NBA talk right here on the Monty Show. It is Wednesday. Time for some power rankings. All right, folks. Uh, in the chat, let's hook it up. Who are the who is the worst? The single worst team in the NBA. And I've thought about this for quite a while. I'm on the Charlotte Hornets because I think the Charlotte Hornets are going to be one of the most active teams at the trade deadline. I think guys like Terrible Terry, I think Terry Rozier is going to add tremendous value to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I don't think there's any doubt Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward, like, I'm, I mean, they have a plethora of guys that I think they're going to move at the deadline. And I think they are the worst team in the NBA. They're 11 and 34. Jeez. And I don't think they're better than the Houston Rockets. I think the Rockets have the worst record in the NBA, 10 and 34. But if I, had to, if I had to put a gun to your head and say, who's the worst team? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably go with Charlotte. I, I think Houston just has so much talent, like so many guys that can beat you one-on-one. -on -one. They're that team that, that <clears throat> could go from worst to best pretty quick, provided they had leadership in the locker room that could kind of guide those guys. And, and to me, like, I, I just think you you can't teach talent. And if, I would if agree you with get that. that talent to work hard and be committed, you're going to be in a great place. So to me, like with Charlotte, like I like LaMelo Ball. I love the guy's game, but he's got a lot of learning to do. He's got to toughen up a bit. Like having seen him in L.A. play against Braun uh, during Christmas time, like, I, like the guy has work to do. Mrs. Monty's in the chat, by the way. Oh, God. She says, this chat is off the rails. I'm here for it. Dying laughing. Well. Do not encourage. Do not encourage the great unwashed. <laughs> no. No, they are quite washed, clearly. Not if you poop after a shower, you're not. Uh, Brett Stubbs says, I was just going to say the Hornets. Deep drop off. Well, yeah, where did the Charlotte Hornets go? That's, a, that's one of the great they questions. They went away when Buddy got the domestic violence charge handed to him. Yeah. Because once that happened... Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges was the center part of that team playing alongside LaMelo. And once he went away, that team changed. So to me, that's where they went. And I, I could easily see that ha that happening. I mean, I, I think the question that, that I have is, is LaMelo Ball a guy that is a best point guard in the NBA ever? Yeah. 
He is. You think he is? Oh, yeah. He's got the range. He's got the game. Handles. I think he is. But and yet he he's not. Pass. But yet he's not. Yeah, but he's young. He's still really young, man. Like, he he is. Like, he, he is young. I think he needs to get on a on a on a team or or just get into a situation where there's more to play for than absolutely nothing, right? Like with all due respect to Charlotte, like I just think that they don't have a lot to play for right now. Right. So I think if you put LaMelo in a situation where it's like, "Hey, you're playing for let's just say home court advantage in the playoffs." Right. Yep. Okay, then he's going to be more locked in, I think. You know, I think LaMelo's a guy that obviously I want him on my team. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt I want LaMelo Ball on my team. But I think he needs an ass kicker. And this is the odd thing about Charlotte. Like, Michael Jordan has just not been able to get that right. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know if Mike ever gets it right. He, he likely is going to have to change his front office again. Hiring Steve Clifford, I don't get it. But the thing that really stands out to me is they have a lot of talent and it's just not working. Is that the head coach? Is that Well, no, what I think it is is like you have like you, it's much like Houston. You have a collection of talent, but no leadership. There's not like one, there's not the LeBron or Durant or Steph or like that guy that drives the team and you need that guy. I'm wondering, well, Tyler P makes an interesting point. LaMelo will be a Laker at some point. Would love to see it. How do you let him get away though? You know, I mean, and this is a question about Jalen Green in Houston. You, like you hear this John Wall tape, and I, I we didn't grab it because there's a lot of f bombing in it, and it, it's it's a tough listen, frankly. If and I know a lot of people on this show say we curse too much already, so I really tried not to. But John Wall essentially said when he got from when he went from Washington to Houston, he told all those guys, "This is not what the NBA is, and you guys are getting away with murder." Because they're unprofessional, they don't practice well, they don't watch tape well, they don't prepare well. And he said, you guys better not think this is what the NBA is because you're all going to go to different teams. And when I look at a guy like Jalen Green or, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a Kenyon Martin Jr. or Porter, like any of those guys you want to point to, Jabari Smith, like who is the superstar on that roster? It's not a superstar, but... Like I, I think like, Jalen Green has potential to be the best player in the NBA. I don't know if he ever gets there because I don't know that he knows how to be a professional. Yeah, so but, but see, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. These guys are not being taught the way. They're not being led. They're not being taught how to watch tape correctly or like practice right or whatever. You know, like you have to do those little things when you're a player to to put yourself over the top. Red Heart Norvis, good morning. Says Houston is a time bomb of talent. Ooh, I like that. Uh, once they get someone that can lead, they will explode. Worst probably is Charlotte, Detroit, and Orlando. Man, Detroit's bad. But, I mean, you obviously, you know, Kate Cunningham's hurt. But Detroit Charlotte's be just good. bad. Like, Detroit, Detroit could was be. good when they were healthy. They were winning a lot of games. Like, they, they, they just need to be healthy. Yeah, and, I mean, you look at Detroit's record, 12-35. and 35. They've lost two in a row. Yeah, Houston's lost lost eleven. But in Detroit a row. sucks this year because of all the injuries. But when you look at the see, the difference is is that Houston's bad when they're healthy because they I would agree leadership. with that. I would agree with that. Detroit's bad because they've had a lot of injuries. So Kate Cunningham not really playing this year has really you know obviously has hurt their hurt their chances. It just is what it is. Like that's just the reality of the league. So yep. you know. Yep, I agree. Neville says, uh, good morning, Neville. Uh, good morning. That's crazy. The Hornets suck this year. LaMelo needs to be a leader. I, I don't know that you can ever teach guys to be leaders. Yeah. Uh, well, I, look at Donnie. I mean, Donnie, 
Donnie, people have been waiting for Donnie to be a leader for a while. And, and now, now, he, now, now he, he is. is. So Now he know, is. It just happens. Ken says the Lakers suck, but not nearly the worst team. James Knight, good morning. He's a member of the show. Uh, says any truth that Mike Conley, uh, to the Mike Conley to the Clippers. Yeah, I think there is. I mean, I, we talked at nauseum about that to start the show. I do think that the Clippers are a great trade partner for the Jazz. Yeah. They're a great trade partner of the Jazz. Odd opportunity. Tyler P says Orlando actually has some nice players. I don't think Orlando's in the discussion of the worst teams in the NBA. No. I don't. I mean, if, if I'm picking my bottom five, I would say Houston or Charlotte one are the one two B. worst yeah. teams. I think San Antonio is in that discussion. I think Detroit's in that discussion. I would probably put San Antonio above Detroit. So, so that means you're saying that San Antonio is worse than Detroit? Or no, I think Detroit? I think Detroit's worse than San Antonio okay. right now. Yeah. So I would probably go Houston, Charlotte, San Antonio, Detroit, and then maybe I put Orlando at five. But I also don't like the Washington Wizards at all. I, I, I think I think on a day-to-day basis, the <laughs> Orlando Magic are better than the Washington Wizards, regardless of record. Because, yeah. you know, Washington's won two more games. I, I think those are the worst teams. Now, the best team, in my opinion, by far, is the the Boston Celtics. I mean, they what they do defensively to teams, their ability to turn it up and their ability to run they're passing the little minutia things that they do make them by far, in my opinion, the best team. Yeah. I actually think Denver's number two. I think Milwaukee and Philly are really close. Giannis, this knee thing's turning into a thing. He's what is he missed four straight games now, Giannis with this knee. But but again, they don't I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not not that you are, but I'm not panicking on Giannis. I, I think that they're not they don't need to be in a hurry. What's their what's their record right now? Uh second best in the East at twenty nine and sixteen. You're second in the East. What do you what are you rushing Giannis back for? Because well, they don't the win on the yet. road. Yeah, but it's not even the deadline yet. You like you what is what is the la- the tenth team at? How many games back is the tenth team? Twelve and a half. So you 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 Well, they're not gonna miss the playoffs. I know, but but that's my point. Like you don't need to rush dude back. He's played a lot of basketball. Like just let him yeah, uh, uh, but when we're talking about the best teams in the NBA, I don't think I can put Milwaukee there today because of this Giannis knee thing. I need a little more clarity on that. And the odd thing is you're finally getting guys like Joe Ingles back, and now all of a sudden Giannis is dealing with a knee. But I think there's no doubt it's it's Boston 1, Denver 2. No KD, can't put Brooklyn there. You know, I think I would probably put Memphis 3 today. Yeah. I think I would put Philly four and Cleveland five. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that'd be my top five. That's a good stack. That'd be my top five in the NBA. Yeah. Noticeably absent, just about everybody else in the West. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think the West is this year one of the most incomprehensible, lacking in logic standing table that I've seen in seven years. Everyone's hurt. I mean, what. But the thing is, Sacramento's legitimately competitive. They're legit. I mean, De- what De'Aaron Fox? Because De'Aaron Fox has grown up. No, because I well partly, but I think that it's because everyone's hurt. I think the Suns have injuries, the Lakers uh, have injuries. Like, like, you, you, like 
I mean, they've, they have beaten up on, you are not incorrect about that. They have beaten up on the Jazz, the Magic, the Rockets twice, and then the Spurs. Mm-hmm. In their last, you know, their losses are the Lakers and the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Wizards, and the Hornets. Yeah. Maybe they get healthy on, on bad teams. But the thing that I think is really clear is that when they're playing ball, that team scores an F ton of points. Mm-hmm. Like because they play fast. They play they, they play really fast. They score a lot of points. Yeah. The problem is they also give up 117 points a game. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to figure that out. But they're actually fun to watch. Yeah, so that's why I say they're a fun team to watch, but I don't think you can have them. I mean, yeah, sure, right now they're one of the best teams in the West. We can you Sac- Sacramento King fan, you can live on that. But the reality is is they're they're that team that scores a lot and gives up a lot, which means you're not a championship contender and well, you're definitely not one of the best teams. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Red Heart Norvis, give it five years, and I'm pretty sure the Knicks will always be in the discussion for the worst team just because of management and how they opted uh, they opt to just meh. I actually think Leon Rose is doing a lot of good things. And looking at the the Knicks being sixth in the East, and just looking at you know statistically speaking, I was looking at this last night, and I don't think there's any doubt that Julius Randle has been their best player this year. But I also don't think there's any doubt that Jalen Brunson has been a transformative acquisition for that club. And I, me personally, I would trade Mitchell Robinson. I, I think the guy, he, listen, I like what he does. Yeah. He doesn't make you a championship contender. He makes the Clippers a championship contender. Right, yeah. And depending on what you get, if if I'm the Clippers, I'm quite aggressive because Kawhi Leonard is bawling his ass off right now. He just looks smooth I mean, with it again. He looks like, he looks like San Antonio Kawhi, and, man. Yeah, dude, like he just looks like. Like, he's healthy, and he's feeling good, and it's easy for him. Like, he hit, like, you know Kawhi, you know you're in trouble with Kawhi when he can when he can stand just inside the three-point line at the top of the key. He can dance on you a little bit, and then he just pulls right up, and it's money. It's buckets. It's all net. Like, it just it just is what it is. That's who Kawhi is. So, to me, the Clippers are a team that are, are a championship in waiting, and it all depends on health and who they add at the deadline. That's and, it. And I think Hartenstein's a guy that could step in for Mitchell Robinson. Like, I would make that trade. I would trade Evan Fournier. I would trade, you know, again, I the only guy on that team that I think I would never trade is Emmanuel Quickly. I love that dude. Uh, but him, Brunson, I, I don't know what to make of Julius Randle with the Knicks. I mean, they should have probably traded him how long ago, and they didn't. And now the guy, what are his numbers? He's he's played yeah. every single game. He's playing 36 minutes a night, 24 points, 10.6. I mean, he's averaging a double-double, four dimes. Like, yeah. I mean, the guy is balling his ass off. Yeah, it just feels like one of those guys that's a scorer, but not a winner. I mean, he's never really been on a winning team. And and I also think you got to trade Cam Reddish. Yeah. I mean, there are some guys on that team that you need to move to move on. And... They should do that. Uh, Brent Burnett says, people sleep on the Utah Jazz all the time. Make the playoffs, make some noise. Anything can happen, and why not for the Jazz? Because they're just not deep. They're not deep. This, this is, if they're a playoff team, that's fun, that's neat. That's not the requirement here. This isn't going to be the team you're, the team you're watching now won't be the team that plays on the court during the playoff time. No, and by the way, I playoff time, the team you're watching on the court's got like two and a half weeks left together because I think Danny's going to make significant trades. Yeah. And... 
you know, one NBA guy I talk to all the time has said, I think big trades are going to happen starting this weekend because now your teams are start teams are the funny thing is because the deadline is before the all-star game teams are hesitant to trade stars, but teams also recognize that that run up to the trade deadline, they're losing games and every game that the Phoenix Suns lose is a game they have to make up. They need home court advantage, and I think they know they need home court advantage. Yeah. So I think I think this. I would not be surprised if the Suns and the Clippers make deals before the trade deadline. Yeah. Like, and I don't. And when I say before that, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns made a deal today. I would not. The Clippers will make a deal in the next two weeks before you get anywhere near February fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. They're going to make deals. I because I. I think you just can't afford to wait. And you're going to overpay. To make a deal today, you will overpay. Yeah. You will overpay. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I want the Nuggets not to fall apart in the playoffs this year. <laughs> they better stay healthy because Every there's year, there's bro. no... But there's no excuse anymore now. There's no excuse anymore now. They're getting such a high level of play from guys... And it's not Nikola Jokic. There's a conception problem or a perception problem if you will with the Denver Nuggets everybody <laughs> thinks Nikola Jokic is the straw there he's not right he's not the straw I'm telling you that Michael Porter Jr. is the guy that makes them different when he's on and he's he's not having his his greatest season all time I I, I don't know that anybody would argue with that but what do you always say he doesn't need to he just needs to play 60 games for them it, give me 60 65 games in the regular season and you're going to win a lot. And I think when you combine him, what you're getting from guys like Bones Highland, what you're getting from Aaron Gordon, Dude, you want to played... talk about a guy who slept on Bones Highland. If you don't know that name and you haven't seen him. You don't know who we're talking about. Go watch him. YouTube him. The guy who's really struggled is KCP. Mm -hmm. He is, he's shooting it at a high level. But what is so interesting to me about Cantavius Caldwell Pope is, He's not shooting in volume. Yeah, I, I want to say, and I could be wrong. I'm going to look at this real quick. Yeah, he, he is he is shooting 47% from three, but only 47% from the floor. Mm -hmm. So he's all or nothing. And he's somebody who takes four and a half threes a game, and he makes 2.1 point, <clears throat> threes a game. But he's been a he's been kind of an enigma for them. And I think they'd like to get him more run. But I'm telling you. If you can get like, because remember, they were built around backup guards with, 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 you know, the Murray injury, like the Monte Morrises, and those guys are gone now. And they have this really legitimate professional depth of guys that are helping them win. That's what it is. Now, of course, without Nikola, you're not winning. Mm -hmm. Without Jokic, you're not winning. Without Jamal Murray, you're not winning. Those are those are your your two guys. Jamal Murray's played 37 games. That's a lot of games. And he's averaging 18 and a half points a game, five and a half times and four boards. He's playing basketball. Yeah. That team I don't think is built to fall apart. I, I really don't. Mr. E says uh, Ingles, Grayson Allen were really good yesterday. Grayson Allen, I hate him, but I would but love all due respect. I'd love to have him on my team. Uh, Brett Stubbs says, what about the insane drop-off of Golden State and the Suns? Well, I think eh. Golden State has dealt with so many injuries. That's what I mean. Like, there are a lot of these teams that just seem to get in. 
It's it's just another one of those years where get into the dance and let's see what you can do. That's but bro, it. Bro, you put that many you put that many miles on the tires. You're gonna have a season where you lose a lot of games. You I are. mean, it's what Giannis is going through. It's what we, and not to go back to my R and we the Chicago Bulls. But what made Michael's Bulls so good is they didn't have that fall off. But why didn't they have that fall off? Because there wasn't world championships and the Euros and there was the Olympic tournament. There were playoff runs and they constantly restock the depth. And Mike was a freak. But yeah. what you see in the NBA today is because of the, the changing revenue structure, it's more difficult to restock depth. It's more of a battle, if you will. It is more of a battle to, to put to put new talent into your, your roster because guys want two- and three-year deals. Yeah, Bobby Hanson ain't walking through that door anytime soon. And you got to find a Bobby Hanson who can hit a corner three to win you a game. And that becomes Royce O'Neal. Mm -hmm. That becomes a, why do, you, why do you always say you love Oshai Agbaji? He's knocked down from the corner. Yeah, Those are the guys of consequence. And yeah. I know I say this all the time. Michael Jordan won all those rings. But so did Steve Kerr, so did Bobby Hanson, and so did John Paxson, mm -hmm. and so did Tony Kukoc, and so did Scottie Pippen. And yeah, he had really performance-ready depth players with him. So did Dennis Rodman. I mean, it, it makes a huge difference. And I'm telling you, guys like, look at Kobe. Kobe, now, Kobe always had one of the best running mates in the NBA. Pau mm -hmm. Gasol, and before that, obviously, the Diesel. Mm -hmm. Right? So, the but, Diesel. But you also had Ron Harper. You also had John Sally. You also had Glenn Rice. You also had all these dudes that could knock it down. And it, it just, it makes a difference, man. And it's why Joe Ingles becomes such an important component of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. Because he's got experience he's, in I'm leverage situations. You. Dude's going to be hitting big shots in the playoffs for him. I'm just telling you. And James Knight, I hope you're listening, dude. I'm saying something nice about, about Buddy, right? Like, he's going to... Joe Ingles is going to hit shots of consequence for that team in the postseason. He just is. Yeah. Uh, Brett Robbins says, I don't know about team ranks, but I can confidently say the worst franchise is the Kings. Yeah. They're getting better, though. They're getting better, and they're Moving fun in the to right watch. Direction, man. Yep. Andy Yu says, if Bogey was still on the team, do the Jazz win 10 more games? I don't know. If my aunt had balls, would she be my uncle? Probably not. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I, Does Boyan Bogdanovich win you 10 games? Not on his own. He never did that for the Jazz. No. Certainly not in the Dallas series. Bogdan. Right? Uh, San Diego State says, got to run casuals. We'll stay current on Spotify for a few weeks. Oh, no. Where are you going, dude? Yeah, where are you going, bro? San Diego State, where are you off to, man? Uh, Red Heart Nervous says Bogey is um, Bogey is trade of a reluctant scorer, but a liability on defense. Well, he is I a liability. I think he on was defense. a reluctant scorer. I think they just wouldn't give him the damn ball. No, I think it was like, it, it touches were tough to come by on this team. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It, it's Royce O'Neal. Yeah, look at Royce. Royce is no longer buckets or bench. No. Royce is a trusted three-point shooter on that team in Brooklyn. But it's because there's no other option. You don't make an accidental extra, holy crap, I don't want to shoot this because I might miss thing in Brooklyn. Yeah, They're not going to let you get away with that. You're empowered in Brooklyn under Quinn. I don't know that I could say that. And it, it, I think that he just lacked, Buckets O'Bench lacked the mental fortitude and the cawness yeah. to take those shots. <laughs> and in Brooklyn, he doesn't lack that. And by the way, in Brooklyn, he's become a more free player, so he's a better defender now. Mm -hmm. 
You know, Yusuf says, I want to see the Knicks succeed. Uh, KJ says, Clippers are a sleeping giant in the West. Agreed. I don't know how long I've been saying that. You know, like I agree with you, Hundo P, man. They are. There's, there's no doubt about that. I just think that, that you have to find a way. They've got to get better. They have got to get better. There, there is just no, there's no doubt about that. You have to get better, in my opinion. Uh, what's up, guys? 192 of you watching the show. Make sure you hit the like button. We've had over 2,000 views on the show today. Let's get those rookie Do numbers it. up. Do it. 104 likes. Those are rookie numbers. We've yeah. had 2,500 views on the show Let's today. Let's go. And only 104 uh, likes. Please hit the like button. It helps us grow. Air Flanco, Flacco. Aaron Gordon uh, yeah. going crazy, too. Yeah, that was Love another Aaron thing Gordon. that everyone said that we were insane about when they traded it, when Orlando had made that trade. It was like, oh, you guys are idiots. No, Aaron Gordon's actually a key contributor to that club, man. You know. It is what it is. Uh, Alex says, Locked on Jazz said they're the number one show in Salt Lake. Cool. Good, Good for them. Congratulations. Uh, Red Heart Norvis says, Boyan would be a liability for the current Jazz that is fast-paced push up and down the floor. Yeah, he's not going to be the... You're not going to be the same player for the Detroit Pistons when you're the, the alpha that you would be on the Jazz when you would be, again, the third option here. Yeah. You should have traded him to the Lakers for a first-round pick, and they didn't. And now the Lakers are probably going to give up a first-round pick to get him. Mm -hmm. uh, Brett Burnett says, Boyan, too good of a shooter, and a veterans just know how to play the game. Bojan. So the ceiling goes up. He makes teams better. There's no doubt about that. Yep. No doubt about that. Jacob DeLambo, Curry would have to lose both his legs for me to count on him, uh, to count him out after last year's championship. And an Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was one of the most clutch performances I've ever seen. Like, he just knocked it down. James Knight says all of these injuries in the league is why teams rest key players periodically. They manage loads. They're <laughs> hey, uh, Coach, how are we going to manage Kawhi's load? Probably with a towel. Uh, I doubt that. Uh, <laughs> uh, such disrespect to Steve Kerr, Brett Robbins says. Facts don't lie. Mystery Ingles in Utah was starting five. Good grief. He was always a bench guy. Great one. I don't think he was a starter. He, like he was never. He, was he should not have been a starter guy. here. He, he was always a Fourier player. Yeah, dude. And there's not again. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I look. I think Joe Ingles, dude. Joe Ingles can be a knockdown shooter on a championship team. He can. Yeah. And I think, frankly, I'm happy for the guy in Milwaukee. I think he deserves that opportunity on some level. He freaking worked his ass off in Utah, dude. Like he was here. For the ups, the downs, the like the Don issues. He was like, he on. was the vocal guy in the locker room, and w look what happened when he left. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ryan Smith said he'd never trade him, and then traded him, and the team fell apart largely because there was nobody to tell Rudy to shut up. Yeah. Because he was the guy that would tell Rudy to shut up. Absolutely. Uh, Mister E also says Royce would give up uh, open shots so many times. Yeah. Yep. He was not a great defender. He was not. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, uh, a member of the Monty Show program, says uh, buckets oh pass the three in Utah. He would pass mm -hmm. up many. Uh, Tom says, who's the Skip Bayless of jazz media? Jake is. Uh, without, it, no, I really don't care if you think it's us. You know. Um, you know me. Locked on jazz, LOL, Ken says. Look, the whole locked on jazz, they're the largest show. Okay. Let me ask you this. Shouldn't you be the largest show? If I mean, you're the play-by-play -play guy for the freaking team. Shouldn't you be the largest show? I mean, you should be. Absolutely, you should be. 
Uh, Clarkson will sign with the Jazz as he prefers the Jazz. He won't sign with the Jazz. No, he won't. He won't. I, I, this conversation right here, he, he's never said he prefers the Jazz. Jordan Clarkson has never said that. What he has said is he likes being in Salt Lake City. He likes playing for the team. They've been good to me. I've been good to them. I like being here. He's never said, oh, yeah, I prefer the Jazz. I want to be a Jazz man. Never said that. Never said, oh, in free agency, I'm coming back to the Jazz. He's never said that. What he said is, I like being in Utah. This is good. I like being on the team. But they cannot now sign him to an extension. When they trade him, the team who trades for him can't sign him to an extension. He's going to opt out of his contract and be a free agent in the summer. Yeah. And if you're the Utah Jazz, do you really think the right thing to do is to pay him $70 million plus? Because I can see a scenario where he gets $24 million a year for three years, let's say. Yeah. You're going to pay him $72 million for his 31, 32, and 33-year-old seasons? That seems like the right thing to do. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I, look, I get it. Jordan Clarkson is an incredibly popular player. Fan favorite. We tell you the truth about guys on the show. And if you are the Utah Jazz, give me a valid reason not to trade Jordan Clarkson. Give me any, let, I mean, because I'm, oh, I'm here for it. Shit. I'm here for it. Give me a valid reason. Put it in the comments. Give me an idea of why you believe that Jordan Clarkson's a guy you should not trade. Because that I don't understand. That I don't get. Yeah. This hour of the show presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. I can tell you every day that the best barbecue smoking equipment, Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. You know you're getting Traegers, Yoders, Big Green Eggs. The best smokers in the business, BBQPitStop.com. Thanks. I'm a Traeger guy. You want to be a, a Yoder guy? They're awesome pieces of equipment. BBQPitStop.com. You need the best rubs. Spices, sauces, bbqpitstop.com. Mm -hmm. Go to any of their Utah locations. Layton, Logan, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray. We shopped at the Murray store. We shop at the Lehigh store. Yep. Logan's one of the nicest barbecue pit stops I've ever been to. Dude, the butcher shop at the Logan store is crazy. Off the chain. Hook it up. bbqpitstop.com. But the thing that you're buying is talent. Because the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop are not only great to deal with, they're as talented as the day is long. You want to know how to smoke a turkey breast? You want to know how to make wings, briskets, steaks, chops, roasts, tomahawks, you name it, they can tell you at bbqpitstop.com. And they have a free chat feature right on their website. They answer them personally, so make sure you hook it up. bbqpitstop.com. Two things. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show and tell them you want that asado seasoning bbqpitstop.com Nick Hines, a member of the show. Nick, good to see you. Trade JC, get something good in return. Don't let him go for nothing at the end of the season. Thanks. Ding. Illert Ganick. We should not trade Clarkson because we're going to the finals this year. Okay. Well, listen, man. I mean, I would tell you to stop using illegal drugs because you are clearly high as a kite. This team's not going to the finals, bro. Not. Uh, the Macho Man. Macho Man. He's a member of the program. Feral Cats are in the Maverick Center. Yes, well, they are. Well. We have video of it, and it's in the members-only Instagram chat. Yep. Um, let's see. I'd absolutely trade him, Scammer Trolling says. 
Uh, Red Heart Norvis says, Locked on Jazz is a, wow, what a game show, even if the Jazz sucked at the game. I I don't. Great. That's great. great. Dude. I, I, like it. I think you guys want us to like be like, oh, Locked on Jazz sucks. What a terrible show. Why would we do that? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think they do a good job for the position they're in, but the, the reality is when you work for the team or, you know, when you work for any outlet, you're not going to be able to say... You know, when you work for an outlet that that is the team, you're not going to criticize the team. No. That's He's life. paid by the team. And that's okay. That doesn't make him some bad person or bad show. Like, it just doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And look, the Locked On Jazz podcast people, they do a great job. I, I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. Do, do they locked on? Don't they do locked on Cougars? Locked on? Well, it's like what James Knight said there. Right, right, right there. Two up from where you are now. The Lockdown Network is a highly successful network. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, talking with Raphael says, people shouldn't compare your own accomplishments with others. Everyone has their own path regardless of how similar the roads are. But we do this thing in life where we're like, oh, that guy's successful. I must be a failure. I, I, we do it constantly. And we can't do that. It's why Instagram is so bad for young girls because they say, oh, look how thin she is. Look how big her rack is in that bikini. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that mean you're ugly and fat? No. Does because, because we're the largest sports talk show in Utah, does that mean that Locked On Jazz or anybody else sucks? No. Does that mean because Locked On says they're the biggest show, does that mean they are? No. I don't care. The thing that I learned many years ago, and I'm 50 years old here in a couple of weeks, what my life has shown me, by the way, it's a month from tomorrow, I'll be 50. What my life and my experience in this business has shown me, I don't care what you think. I don't care what they think. I care what I think and what he thinks and what Mrs. Monty thinks. It's our company. This is what we do. We build our shows. And we've done quite well that in less than two years, we've built 10,000 subscribers on, on YouTube. It's pretty freaking amazing. Pretty happy about that. Yeah. That we routinely beat just about everybody in this city on jazz news. I'm pretty happy about that. We we've built sources. We've built relationships. Like that's what we're in the business of. We build relationships, man. So we're not going to sit here like, that's why this thing with the, the Salt Lake media this week has been bananas. Yeah, I've been kind of crazy, dude. I don't understand what the Salt Lake Jazz media are doing this week. But cool, knock yourself out. If that's how you want to do business, it's, what business is that of mine? It's not. It's none of my business. Mm -hmm. But just so you know, I don't care what you think of our show. I've never cared what you think of my show. I, I, I don't. And I would like to personally say thank you for talking about us. If it's true that, that Locked On Jazz is saying we're the biggest show, that their show is the biggest show, that's awesome because that means they listen to our show, which we already know they do. That means they listen to our show because we say that all the time because we actually know we are. And we have the numbers to back it up. Knock yourself out. You want to you go for it, man. Go for it. I don't yeah. care. I just don't care what people think. You try to... We, you try to get into these pissing contests, and there's no winner. Well, and I, and I think there's no winner. This dynamic gets a lot of people in Salt Lake in trouble. Like a lot of people get really frustrated with us and say some kind of nasty things to us because 
we're not affiliated with anybody. So like, it's been fun watching, watching, trust me, bro. Uh, like when people are like, oh, well, your sources are trust me, bro. That, that stuff has been dying off more and more because we have a track record now. And, and I look at why people get so upset with us. Like, we're just being honest about it. Like, I, I can't, I, I don't even know how many times this past week I've said, it's not disrespectful to say because you work for, for this media outlet or like Lockdown Jazz, like I just said, hey, David Locke works for the team. He's not going to say anything bad about the Jazz, and that's okay. Everyone, everyone gets stuck right there. They think, oh, well, you said that. But that's not me disrespecting David. I'm just simply saying, hey, that's the situation. Dude does, dude does a good show for what he's got to work with. Why would Greg Rubel criticize the church? Why would you do that? Why would Bill Riley criticize the University of Utah? Why would you do that? You wouldn't. You would but, not but do that. But that doesn't make them bad people. It's, We're not saying it's that. It's where your bread is buttered, man. Yeah. We just have the luxury of buttering our own bread. We work for ourselves. Like it's, I'm not going to play the game that like, Sarah Todd blocking me on Twitter is hysterical. Mm -hmm. Because what does it tell you? She doesn't understand the game. She doesn't understand the game. I was going to retweet her injury report this morning. Yeah. I was looking for Sarah Todd's tweet from yesterday I saw about injury status. She blocked me on Twitter, and I don't have a huge Twitter following. I think I have 5,000 something or whatever it is. Um, 6,034. It's not the end of the world. No. I do, I do about 2 million impressions a month on Twitter. Those are 2 million people that are not going to see Sarah Todd's name today. Yours not. And it's remarkable to me that like you just don't get that. Yeah. When you when you do things like blocking people, do you guys not understand it's bad for business? You block people on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Ban people in the YouTube chat. They're never going to see you. Why do you think we don't ban people? We've banned one person. And it was because they were creating fraudulent accounts and attacking our, our members. We don't do that. But why do we not ban people? Why do we not block people? It's bad for business. Let's be honest. Everybody's like, oh, your show's a clickbaiting show. Fucking right. Yeah, it is. We need people to watch our show. Please. We need people to click the like button. And we need you to come back tomorrow and watch a show and click the like button. Do for me. That's what we need. If I blocked you on Twitter, are you going to see the link to my show every day that I post on Twitter? You're not. You're not. If I block you on on YouTube, are you, are you going to watch the show? You're not. So are you going to see ads from YouTube? You're not. How do we make money on the show? We get paid from you watching ads on YouTube. Why would you block people? It's bad for business. Yeah. As is burning relationships. <coughs> the funny thing is, the funny thing is that all those people who will tell you, oh, that show sucks. What a prick. Hey, Monty, good to see you. That's what they do. That's they. Uh, it's We've hysterical to me. that firsthand. It is hysterical to me. Yeah. So we don't do that at all. Uh, Jaron Eccles, what's up? It says, I took a 90-second cold shower this morning before my meeting, and I felt like I was ready to go to war. I'm telling Attaboy. you, it's real. Attaboy. And everybody talking about this, and if you're not a member of the show, you don't get the Instagram chat that we have. We've been talking about cold plunging and sh taking cold showers. I'm telling you, it has been, I've, I've taken two cold showers already, and I'm, a, I'm up to about a minute, 60 seconds. And it, it changes. Yesterday, I... 11 o'clock in the morning is a really tough time for me. I get up at 3.50 a.m. every day. 11 o'clock in the morning, I will sit here and I will have to, come on, bud, let's go. 
Like I have to wake myself up. I did not have that problem at all yesterday. Because mm-hmm. yesterday morning at 3.51, what was I doing? I was taking a cold shower. And the process, if you want to try it, go home tonight and try this. Take a hot shower like you always do. But for the last 60 seconds, set a timer on your phone. My toilet happens to be right next to my shower. Right. So I put my phone on the toilet. And when I'm ready to do this, I put a minute and 10 seconds on a timer. First thing I do is turn the water down as cold as it gets. I need it to have time to get really cold. Hit start on the timer and then I have to play the game. I have to tell myself, okay, because I have one of those body sprayers. So I have to reach over here because the body sprayer is pointing at the wall at this point. And I have to say, okay, and I look over there and I, I see 105 and I'm like four, three, two, one. And I just turn the shower on, uh, the, the thing, I point it at my face and it hits my face and onto my chest. Mm-hmm. And then right there, the mental game begins. How long am I going to make it? And I'm getting to the point now where it's, I don't have to fight as much after two showers to turn the cold water on myself. The hardest part is about 38 seconds, the first two showers. At 38 seconds, I want to turn it off. And so I have to tell myself, what I did yesterday morning is I just relaxed my hands because my hands were all clenched. I know, so I relaxed my hands. I put them down at my side. And I just started thinking about nothing but the sound of the water hitting the floor. And I opened my eyes back up and it was three, two, one, and I immediately turned the water off. But I, I got to say, it, I was not tired yesterday. I felt great. By the way, I had a great night of sleep last night. Great night of sleep last night. Yeah. So the reason that happens, and you guys probably don't want to know about this, but whatever, it releases dopamine and other chemicals in your brain. And that sets you up to have a really good mental day. And why that is, is why you feel like, as, as Jaron said, you're ready to go to war. Why that is, is because your, your chemicals are resetting your brain because you, you take a cold shower only for the chemical impact, the reaction that's going to happen inside of you. Yeah. Difference making. And if you can, one of the guys, uh, I can't remember his name, Huberman. Um, this guy Huberman always says, hey, if you can get as much sun exposure on your face first thing in the morning, after you take a cold shower, get out of the shower, or after your cold plunge, get out of the cold plunge and put as much sunlight on your face as you can. Don't look directly at it, but look off to the side and just let that sun hit your face. It tells your body you're awake. Time to get going. And it releases all of the morning chemicals. So by the time you get to the end of your day, your body's like, oh, it's time to go to bed now. Time to sleep. And it releases all of the sleep chemicals. Yep. So you have a nice even night of sleep. And by the way, if you're up before the sun like we are, make sure you have bright white light in your bathroom. Because if you turn on that bright white light, it has the same effect. Oh, bright light. Okay, we're awake now. Time to start our wake-up period. Yeah. And then you get in that cold shower and you combine all those wake-up chemicals with your dopamine. Done. Yeah. Done. Uh, James Knight says, I lasted three seconds. Well, we've heard that about you consistently. (laughs) Oh, there's more. I'm sorry. I lasted three seconds and then started cursing you, Monty, for the next 30. My guy, way to go. Way to go. Way to go. I like it. Uh, Let's see. What are you guys talking about? Uh, Yusuf says blocking is uh, childish. It is. Yeah, I agree. Jeremy Bolton says, I tried Lockdown Jazz a couple of times, but 90% of that are ads and it's unlistenable. 
We really try to structure our ads here so that you know, hey, here's when they're coming. But like when we talk about quick quack car wash, you know that's every time we're talking jazz. You know that, hey, this show's presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Yeah. Right? Like we do them very carefully and we, we, that's why we don't take commercial breaks. We just, we're rolling into three hours down right now and the show just, because we keep talking, we have a good time with it. Yeah. That, I think, is a thing. Uh, Illert Knick says, why? Is there a beef between Lockdown Jazz and the Monty Show? Not that I'm aware of. I have no idea. Yeah, there's not a beef from our side. I can tell you that. I, I mean, they, I, I, I have no issue. Don't, I don't spend my day, again, with all due respect, I, I don't spend my day thinking about Lockdown Jazz. I think about developing our show. You know, again, this whole membership thing that you guys hear us talking about all the time, we're constantly trying to innovate ways to make the $9.99 more valuable. You know, like we're constantly working on that. And that's why this birthday bash on March 10th. It's a big deal, bro. We are doing something. And again, details are coming. We have to solidify some things. But I'm telling you right now, when you've got, you know, a sports stadium, athletes, and many partners involved, I'm just telling you guys, it's going to be a big deal. Yep. Uh, Mike Phillips says, I don't care what you think is a superpower you get when you're 50. I'm 52 and I don't care what you think. It, man, well, if I, think- I could drop that into, <clears throat> if I could drop that philosophy, and it's usually business in a very small sect, relationships between men and women. There is a certain, like in, in relations, when you're, when you're breaking up with somebody, you have to be very selfish. Now, I would tell you the reason to break up with somebody and all of those dynamics are different. The breakup thing, you have to not give a shit. And that's very hard for a lot of people to do because it's a very personal thing. I get that. In business, when you're building a business, if you start listening to people, how many people in your life are going to be like, oh, hey, good job. That's great. That's great. How many times as parents have we said, that's a stupid idea. You shouldn't do that. Oh, that's a terrible. Go to, go to dental school. Go be an accountant. Go, be, go to college. Get a four-year degree. That's dumb. You want to open your own business. We're ruining people by doing that. So if I could talk to every high school junior, I would say to that high school junior class, listen to me. If you remember anything I said, do you and be unapologetically yourself. Do not kowtow to your parents because they told you to go to medical school or dental school or be an accountant because that's what we do in this house. That's what you did in this house. That's not what I do in this house. And if I can't live in this house, I'll go figure that out. But I'm not going to be an accountant because I want to go be a, I want to go make a clothing line. Mm-hmm. I am, and, and you know where this really manifests itself when when there are LGBTQ issues in a house and dad's a never gay person, mm-hmm. and that is the most paralyzing fear that a young person will ever have. But you have to learn that when it comes to the core principles of your soul. Not giving a shit is a life hack. Yeah. And it's why I tell you, excuse my French. It's why I tell you when you move out of your house and when you move out of your hometown, it's a life hack. You are forced to grow. It's one of the things like if you're a young person in the LDS church, go serve a mission, dude. Do whatever you got to do. Raise your money. Do your thing. Go serve a mission. Because just being out and meeting people that don't look like you and sound like you and think like you is an absolute life hack. It is a building block to sensational. It is. And a lot of people don't, don't agree with that, but hey, it's fine. 
Uh, Jeremy says, Iller Knick, they literally just said there is no beef there. It's just a different approach of a podcast. I, for one, prefer it here a million times to one. And I don't even call us a podcast. Yeah. We yeah. do a daily talk show on because YouTube. Because we're not a podcast. Uh, you know, and, and, and again, Jeremy, I, I, you know, we're not criticizing you. I just, we, we've had to work hard to kind of correct what we would like to be called. Because I think if you don't correct it, people will never change, right? So, like, we don't do... A podcast to me is recorded and then published after the fact. It's not a live thing. And it's occasionally when you feel like it. Yeah. We do a daily talk show. Yeah. And we work really hard to do a daily talk live, show. it's live. It's local. It's five days a week. It's in a sports arena. It's like, it's not a podcast. Yeah. That, exactly right. So, Ken, Ken Williams says, I'm never doing it again. You're never doing another cold shower. Hey, that's, that's cool, man. I appreciate that you tried it. Yeah. Uh, Yosef says, I have been cold showering after games lately. That's awesome. Nick Hines says, oh, come on, Ken. It's so good. You know. Once you control your breathing, the cold showers are easy. That's exactly right. Everything in this life is mental. Everything in this life is mental, I'm telling you. It, it is. I cannot tell you how many people in sales I have coached. And I love coaching people. I, I, I think it's such a privilege. But I cannot tell you how many people I have coached who make excuses. And we cannot in this world, especially as men, we cannot emphasize enough that you've got to control the voice in your head. The voice inside your head is paralyzing you. It's killing you. It only exists to, to destroy the good in your life. I'm telling you. Because if you think about the conversations you have with yourself, I'm too fat, I'm too stupid, I'm not making enough money, I'm not doing this, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. If you will intentionally stop when you say, man, I'm too fat. Why did you eat that? You're so fat. Now, uh, uh, hey, I made a bad choice, but you know what? For dinner tonight, I'm going to make a better choice. My favorite food is chicken tendies and fries. I'm going to make a better choice for dinner tonight. Ah, you, you didn't go to the gym, fat ass. Well, you know what? Actually, you know what? I'm really trying and I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning. What do you bet? You know what? It's only four o'clock. I'm going to go to the gym and it's going to be packed and I'm going to have to work around a bunch of people, but I'm going to get some work done today. Are people myring? Ah, uh, why are you staying up? You know, like this is the porn guilt thing. Mm -hmm. Why? Oh, you're such a loser. You're watching porn. A lot of men have porn guilt. Mm -hmm. And what I'm telling you is you got to turn that off in your head. One, <laughs> you got to stop the negative behavior. You got to stop eating bad, skipping workouts, watching pornography, whatever it is. You've got to stop that behavior, but you stop that behavior by building the relationship with yourself by controlling the voice in your head. Because mm -hmm. it is, and I joke a lot, I use self-deprecating humor all the time. But I can tell you, the narrative in my head has improved exponentially. And this cold shower thing is helping with that. Because I'm so proud of myself when I get out of that shower and I'm like, I literally say F yeah, like, yeah, I did it. I got to 60 seconds two times in a row. My goal was to really be at 60 seconds the first shower I took and I made it. And it's that achievement that helps you grow. So the next time that you don't make your bed in the morning, you'll be like, you know what? It takes three seconds. I'm going to make my, I'm, you know, my wife is sleeping on the other side of the bed, but I'm going to pull my covers over or whatever it might be. You know, I'm not going to let my clothes sit on the floor. I'm going to fold those clothes. Hey, I'm not going to leave a bunch of unmatched socks sitting on my couch. I'm going to, you know, a listener was DMing me the other day and said, I, I don't ever fold my socks. That's an issue. And it's frustrating to my girlfriend who I live with.
because they sit on the chair in our living room and she winds up folding them after about four or five days. And I said to him, you know what you should do? I said, the next time the socks are there, it's like they're sitting there right now. It's like, when you get home tonight, I would, I would, I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. I'd just walk over there and I'd match all my socks and fold them up and put them away like it's what you do. Y'all feel me? And he said his wife actually, when he was done and he put his socks away, she waited for him in the bedroom doorway and gave him a kiss and said, thank you for doing that. It's that reward system. When you tell your dog to come to you, don't yell at your dog. Pet their head. Give them a kiss. Say, hey, good boy. Because it creates a reward system. So next time you say, hey, come here, they're going to come. Because they know you're going to treat them well. You're going to pat them on the head. You're going to give them a kiss. Same thing. If you fold your socks, good things will happen. It's that simple. There endeth the lesson. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Brett Robbins says, a kid saying their favorite food is chicken tendies and fries. Come on, mom. You got to do better. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Really good advice on mindset, Monty. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that, James. Uh, Brandon Butler says, tearing down another man does not make you a better person. It does not. Let the haters hate and leave the haters in, in, in their filth. I agree. I just think when you start coming after people. But that's the block thing. That's why you can't block people. I agree with that. Because you have to be, as I like to vocalize it as you have to be above that. You have to be able to say to yourself, hey, this is Twitter. People are going to say what they're going to say. And it just is what it is. And if, and if, and this happens to me all the time, honestly, I'm happy to say it. Like on Twitter, people will say things that I don't particularly enjoy. So I won't interact with them and I'll just mute them. I won't block them, but I'll just mute them. So I don't see all their stuff. I don't need that negative energy impacting me. I want positive energy. I want forward thinking energy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Court McMullen, who's a member of the show says, why do you guys do your show so early? Seems like you might get more local live views and chat doing it at like 8 a.m. Well, because we have a very structured day. The, the origins of this show were when we were working at Yelp full time. Um, and we were doing, you know, like when, when I left KFAN in 2015, we were doing it in the morning because we were doing real estate during the day. And then when we moved back to Salt Lake to do this show full time, we were working at Yelp full time. So we were doing it like six, you know, like really it was like 630. We were doing it or, you know, but we started 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. or whenever we decide we're done. Because it just is the, the, one of the biggest holes in the Salt Lake lineup. Mm -hmm. There's no morning sports talk here. It is really, with all due respect, there is morning sports talk here. But that was the number one thing we heard is, hey, we want you guys to do our morning show. Hey, there's a morning show. Hey, there's... So, and it's worked out swimmingly. We're, we're almost at 10,000 subs. We're doing, our live show is doing 200,000 views a month, like... There's a big viewership here. Now, having said that, we have we have often talked about moving to afternoon drive um, just because, you know, structurally speaking, but who knows? You know what? Who knows? I don't like getting up at 3.15 in the morning. Yeah, and by the way, your Nobody feedback's does. welcome. I mean, if we have, you know, how many of our people are listening, if we had 100 people tell us, hey, afternoon drive would be way better or something, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's definitely something that can happen. Uh, Huntu says the Monty show. Hello from Finland. Love your videos. Appreciate What's that. Up? Are you only here see, because see, of Larry marketing? I want to point this out to all the radio people in this town. You're not getting someone from Finland on the radio. <laughs> you know why you're not getting someone from Finland on the radio? Cause they can't hear you. Right. Guaranteed. That dude is a Lori marketing fan. 
search Lori Markin in Utah Jazz and we popped up. Guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Book it. I agree. Uh, Lewis says, uh, you're right with that, Brent. After spending 21 years, I just wanted them to know what it was really like instead of recruiting Hollywood take. Okay. Uh, Ken Williams says, if you have a strong marriage and you enjoy your wife in every aspect, you don't need porn. I would agree with that. Pornography is a great destroyer of men. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I say it all the time. It creates such false expectations and narratives about relationships. Uh, Tanner says, I love that chicken tendies and fries drop. Me too. That's a good drop. Uh, Ron says, do you, dude, you are so effing funny. No way do I want my socks to give me a kiss. Well, hey, if you, if you're, if you think about what, what that, we all have those little things that we do that piss our spouse off. Mm -hmm. What is your socks on the recliner thing? Is it, is it do the dishes? Is it take the trash out? Like my wife, I, she got upset with me. She's like, I need you to do more around the house. So she doesn't ask me, ask me to take the trash out. She doesn't have to ask me to do the dishes. She doesn't have to ask me to, because she made her point clear. That's the other thing. When, when your wife or your husband says to you, hey, this is bothering me. And if it's just the most minute thing, change it. If it, if it is a matter of, hey, you're too loud in the morning, change it. If it's you're a terrible human and I hate being with you, okay, you should probably get a divorce. <laughs> but if it's, hey, stop leaving the cap off the toothpaste, change it. Why is it so difficult? Like, we are so adverse to doing the little things. And those little things then turn into these big things. And we try to take the easiest way through. When I'm telling you, sometimes the best path is the most difficult path. Thanks. But you won't do that. You won't, and, and it's, it's, again, something I talk about a lot. We as men will stay in shitty relationships because the sex is good. And it's so much easier to stay in that crappy relationship with this crappy person than go and be single and try to, try to find somebody great, but also not have sex for two months. You can't, you can't possibly believe that that's the right way to live your life. And we as men do it all the time. We do it all the time. And women in particular do not stay in crappy relationships as long as men do. Men stay well, in bad relationships because of sex all the time. Mm -hmm. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, Lane West says, I listened to this rather than my usual inspiration sites today. Thanks for the great message about this today. I've been cold showering for a few weeks. Things are uh, going uh, great since. Well, I'm happy to hear that. That's man. awesome. Lane, thanks for being here. Lane, you might consider... Um for you particularly, Lane, you might consider the membership. Uh, a lot of the videos that we put out for the membership are motivational. They do have a message in them. Um, we, we do talk about that stuff a lot uh, in the membership video. The only reason I say that to you, Lane, is because the membership video uh, is much more personalized. It's much more like it wouldn't be personalized just to you, but like the way it feels, the way it's produced, the way we cut it, it's much more of a one-on-one -on -one type feel. So just for that alone, I think you might find a lot of value. Yep. Hey, look at Arlington Bears. Says, okay, guys, just did the cold shower while listening. 90 seconds, two partial F-bombs, ready to roll. Dude, I'm telling you, it, it, is, it, is, it will test your will. It yes, will it test will. you. Yes, it will. Uh, Tanner says, what's the difference between muting and blocking? Great question. Mute, muting on Twitter specifically means that you don't see those people anymore. Blocking means they can't see you and you can't see them. And... To me, it, it, I don't mute or block any. I, if I, this is a terrible thing to say out loud. I don't read my notifications on Twitter. 
Very rarely do I read them because it Twitter has just become a wasteland of negativity and likes to fight guy. But it's a great place to brand and get your stuff out. It's just not a great place to have conversations. Yeah. It's not a conversation platform anymore. It isn't. And, you know, man, you guys have been awesome with the comments today. Please make sure you hit the like button. Uh, let's see. Uh, Huntu says, uh, damn, you got me. I am a Lori Marketing fan. Great. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Look yep. at look at Jaron Eccles. Hey, hey, let's go. Time for a profile Dude, pick. My Change. Guy. Go Blackhawks. Get let's that, go. Get that dolphin crap out of here. Chicago Blackhawks Shut hockey. That's my guy. You know. Uh, Lewis says, a clean sock kiss is dry. The used sock kiss is really, really moist. Wow, I see mm. what you're doing. Mm. Uh, Britt, uh, Mrs. Monty says, Mr. Monty is on a roll with the trash cans. Love you. Yeah, see, I took the trash out yesterday. And it was cold when I took the trash cans out. It was cold. Oh, you know, uh, who got traded? Nobody that I know. Nobody. Of. Tanner says, "Oh gosh, if I list all the things I do that bothers my wife, the list would be a mile." Just kidding. There are only a few things. Fix them. Fix them. Yeah. Fix them. You know, like it is. You got to do it. Brett Robbins. I feel like saying a random thing like "Stop leaving the cap off the toothpaste" is definitely a sign Monty was doing it. No, I actually we actually use two different bathrooms. Um, so leaving the cap off the toothpaste wouldn't be a thing for me. It was something like taking the garbage out or picking up the dog poo or like random household things. My wife doesn't require much, um, you know, but I mean, especially when she's got a broken arm, like, I think you just have to step up and be of service when you put yourself in service. It, it really is a, the, a thing like it's, it's a, it's a mental change. Yeah. You know, when you it's do not that. about you, it isn't about, it's you. about them. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, little things like opening your car door for your wife or those things matter, dude. Marriage is a partnership. We as men don't listen. It's the little things that matter to women. Uh, listening is something I've absolutely had to work on, had to work on. Lewis says coming up on 29 years of marriage and it's not hard. You just have to understand and get it's a give and take. It is. Uh, Lane says I'll have to become a member. Thanks. You should. It's do fun. it. Lopes fan gave the only account I block on Twitter are the advertisers. Twitter hack. Yeah. Hey, attaboy. Tyler P says, I use Twitter for Woj and Shams Bomb. There you go. Yeah. See, so, so you see what I mean, though? That might be the best take of Twitter, right? Like, hey, I just want the in-the-moment updates from guys like Woj. So that's why I'm on Twitter. There's nothing wrong with that. Raptor88 says, can't fix this show, though. It bugs my lady. What do you mean? What? Why does it bug your lady? How do we annoy your wife? Uh, Maury Alvarez says, my wife loves it when I just make the bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I usually, I used to make my side of the bed every morning, but my wife lays much closer to me now. And so she, a lot of times will be laying on the comforter. So I don't make it because she needs her sleep more than I need to make the bed. You know, Ken says, I don't do Twitter. Don't. If you don't do Twitter, there's no yeah, reason don't, to do it. Don't. Yeah, no don't, reason. Don't, bro. Uh, last comment. Jaron Eccles says, I was scrolling through the nethers of eBay this weekend and sagged myself a vintage throwback Blackhawk Letterman Dude. jacket. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. We bro. like that. Flex, bro. I want the Blackhawks to be good again. So badly. I want the Blackhawks to be good again. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. Show's over. Appreciate you guys being here. Seriously, thanks for listening. Thanks for the conversation. Uh, I know that you have your choice of entertainment, and we appreciate you choosing The Monty Show. Thanks to our friends at The Advocates who present The Monty Show on a daily basis, the best injury attorneys in the business. 
The Advocates at theadvocates.com. Full reaction to the Jazz tomorrow morning uh, and the Clippers. I'm sure we'll uh, start getting you ready for the NFL playoffs. All that good stuff tomorrow. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.